Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at www.audibletrial.com slash radio, and you can get access to over 100,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. janky ass setup i'm sorry <laughs> this is like the, it's like the equivalent of the uh chicken wire and how, how's your computer built chicken wire and oh uh chicken wire and some car parts yeah that's pretty much and what i'm vibrator. rocking right now uh, well not that because and a worn out well, muffler yeah yeah yeah, it, yeah. i don't think I mean, I you have hobble- oh no no here. it was okay my computer was built out of an Etch-a-Sketch, Etch-a-Sketch some chicken wire, yes, some car yes. parts, and a vibrator was usually thrown in for yes. good measure. But you know, pretty much, pretty much what I have, that's exactly what my setup is, except that the vibrator is a Statue of Cade 6 from Destiny 2. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we had a little bit of... <laughs> it is too. <laughs> um, we nice. had a little bit of a um, technical snafu, so... Yes, we, my uh, my I, setup is getting old, like myself, and it needs replaced. So this is a temporary setup I have going right now. My my little temporary audio setup. Oh, dude, you know what? I felt pretty strong going into thirty one, but between thirty one and thirty two, I feel like I'm falling apart now. My fucking jaw clicks now. That's a new thing. My jaw has never. Done. I can probably make it pop <laughs> on the show. You're like, that's new. My body's falling yeah, apart in that way now. Totally not acceptable. Oh, and yes. then did I... Same here. Yeah, no, but I, I have to push my fucking jaw in. It, I don't. Uh... <laughs> yeah, and nope. when you hear... It... Sarah's jaw is just always loose. <laughs> I kind of wish it made that cool xylophone effect, though, from any cartoon. Like, it totally... Like, cartoons totally mislead you to believe what, like, bone-on-bone contact actually sounds like. So, uh. kind of disappointed. Um, But no, yeah, and then... I got an ingrown fucking fingernail, and that shit sucked. Let me tell you, yeah. I like, I it, it was another awkward trip to the ER. Except this time, the ER actually you know did something versus an- the last time I went. Another was, awkward trip? Like how many awkward trips were you making? To well, the no, ER? there was my you guys. Remember my wisdom tooth, which I'm pretty sure my clicking jaw has something to do with. Oh. Let me tell you guys, don't go to Western Dental. Because that shit didn't happen until my well, wisdom tooth debacle. Yeah. We are not doing advertisements this episode for Western Dental. <laughs> oh, dude, no. I wouldn't. Audible, yes. Do we still do the earbuds? I don't remember. <laughs> no, we do We do tweaked audio still. And tweaked audio, way, yeah. Thank you very much, tweaked audio. Thank you. Honestly, like the the back alley equivalent of Western dental is just the other Western dental. It's like a Denny's. <laughs> There's like, I, I wouldn't anyway. Ugh. No, uh, I got an ingrown fingernail and it sucked. And like, even as they cleaned it up and it was healing and they stuffed it full of antibiotics or whatnot, it, it, my finger looked like a California raisin checking into a methadone clinic. And Man, even like after the whole thing healed up, now my finger just looks like it has a lazy eye. Like my cuticle is just growing in, like at a weird angle. Like it's like snaggle tooth, but with fucking 
fingers and digits. It's you're just, just always going to have two fingernails on that finger now. That's just the way it is now. Yeah. No, yeah. you know, it's funny, too. Because, like, I've lost... I mean, fuck, I think I've lost three fingernails in the life of this show, and then they've grown back. No, two fingernails... Like, like off-off? Like, they're gone? Like, there's nothing yeah. there? You don't remember oh. when I first moved into this place, and then when we moved my arcade cabinet, it Did fell on my and broke yeah. my toe? Yeah, you smashed your toe. Yeah, yeah, I do remember that. Oh, oh. dude, and then it just... My, ta- my nail just came completely off. They're just and not going to let you have... They're, they're just not going to let you have fingers or toenails anymore. You're just going to have to like, get rid of them. You're not allowed to have no, them anymore. <laughs> I'm, I'm surprised we. I don't know, man. You know, I, I have issues with my toenails too, and every now and again, it gets to the point where I'm just like, you know what? I, I think I'd rather just have my whole foot cut off, and I'll get a robot foot. <laughs> yes. Why not? Yes. Not not deal with it anymore. Uh, no, I just prosthetics have come a long way this day oh, yeah. and age. So yeah, absolutely. Three D print know. a foot. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I wouldn't mind having a 3D printed toe. I'm surprised. Are 3D printed toes a thing? Can we Google search that? <laughs> I mean, a I'm not going to because I'm sure I'll, I'll put that I, in my history. No, because I'm sure I'll find porn. <laughs> At some point, <laughs> I will find porn. And I will of have course. to indulge. And then I'll have to cancel this podcast because I'll be into that. Uh oh. Mm. I have a new fetish Uh-oh. 3D, 3D printed limbs that I can fuck. Well, I know that there's 3D printed replicas of animal genitalia that they that are used as toys. Like that's perfect. Gross. Perfect. Yeah. It. But I'll take. I'll um, take it. Let's see. 3D printed toes. I love. It, I love. I love technology. We can now just make whatever we want to fuck. It's amazing. <laughs> Additive Orthopedics develops 3D printed implant to success. Oh yeah, no, it's a thing. Neat. Did you Did you find porn yet? No. Scroll, scroll down a little bit. <laughs> safe, safe, safe search off. Oh no, yeah, no. Fourth, you found it. Now you result. found it. Yeah. Okay, you found it. Okay. Uh, toes, 3D models to print from Yegi. No thanks. There you go. Um. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So that was like that whole thing. What Speaking episode are porn, we on? <laughs> I feel like Nintendo fans have just discovered or hit puberty with this whole Bowsette thing. Which is it died down yet? I don't want to talk um, about it because I don't know what it I, is. I'd rather not know what it is. I, I think, think it has I, died I think down. We purposely like delayed the recording just to kind of miss that, <laughs> that fucking train. Yeah, just me, mitigate the whole thing. Miss me, miss me with that shit. Um, just fucking just. I I don't know. I think it. at this point it, it's slowly receded back to the depths of Tumblr. It's kind of like left the fucking like <laughs> and, the rocky shores of Twitter and everything else. And or DeviantArt. Mm. Oh. Dude, DeviantArt, it doesn't even have a timeshare there anymore. Like, it settled up. It bought a fucking five-year fixed-rate term. Like, oh, it, yeah. it set up post. It's there. It it isn't going anywhere. It Like, it's paying property taxes. It, fucking, it, like... it's, probably, it's probably its own subcategory now on DeviantArt. Yeah. It probably is. It, it was... I mean, yeah. For a while, it, like... I don't know if I read this on... Either Polygon or Kotaku, most likely Kotaku, because like fucking Kotaku gets strong. Yeah, Kotaku gets dirty. Yeah, but Pornhub apparently like cited that there was like it was one of the highest rated uh, search terms among traffic among Fortnite, which I don't like. How do you like? I feel like that's what the internet is either brought out or is kind of just like I don't know, like like I get embellished. I get the Overwatch like, porn because the Overwatch porn, like they wear that tight spandex. Like I get it, man. Like I, I like, get it. Like I, like I, like Tracer. You can get it. Like, I, I <laughs> just feel like you know, with, can get the, it. with the internet, like when something gets popular enough, like there's gotta find you gotta find a way to fuck it. And sure, like I, sure. 
But but what what is there to fucking Fortnite? Like the dance? Do you have to like fucking I do the guess? dance? Maybe. I don't. I don't know, man. There, there's no I mean, story to Fortnite. There's no like title character in that game. Unless you're no. fucking. Unless you're fucking like the brick walls that you set up. I guess that's something. <laughs> it's like a Fortnite glory hole. I, it's awesome. <laughs> God, I I wouldn't be surprised if that was like I don't know. They're supposed to be. There's already a parody of it, a porn parody, like made official by Brazzers. I think about that in the works, according to the press materials that uh, were leaked. Um, are we are we on, on their press list? Are we on their press list? Yeah, no, we're not. And <laughs> I don't want to be. Set that shit uh, up. <laughs> uh, but uh, speaking of leaks, um, this week's episode of Press Pause Radio, we're going to be talking about uh, just. The concept of rumors and leaks, I mean, this has been with video games since the age of uh, 16-bit and there on out, even earlier than that, and and glorified by uh, publishers like Electronic Gaming Monthly and all subsequent outlets that have commanded uh, any media or press coverage, there comes a time where like there's a, a bit of scuttlebutt this you know discussed but it's not even that it's completely out of their hands and it's like it's reddit it's reset or you know pre prior to reset era there was uh a neogaf i mean so many different ways fucking wario 64 which i don't know how this dude has a finger on the pulse the, of everything the, the deals warlock yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, dude, I don't, I don't know how he does it. Even Suda. I love that Suda, like, made that video. I'll, does, I'll, does, I don't know. Does, doesn't think he's real. He, he doesn't exist. That, that that dude knows how to fucking get you some target deals like no one else. It's glorious. I'm pretty sure it is Suda. It might be. Or he, it, he might work at Target. He might just he might just run Target. I don't know. I don't know. Just start. Everybody just, you know, get a Wario 64 rumor going. I, I don't know. Either way. Uh, that's the current topic. We have a bunch of things to talk about. Unfortunately, not all of them are delightful news, but it's going to be a fucking packed episode. Let me tell you guys. So without further ado... That was a dramatic pause. That was really good. I was like, <laughs> I was like, what? what? What are we doing? All right, cool. What episode are we on? What number is this? Do you know? Ba-ding. I don't. Uh, this is pre- uh, Press Pause Radio episode 113. So Woo. I don't know if it's double lucky or luck. I don't know. What, L- where... Luck times 100. 100 times lucky. 100 times well, lucky. Well, if you divide 113 by 13, I mean, what are what are you really looking at there? I mean, if we kind of just get that going real quick, and then I I would say whatever number that comes up, I I know, in a perfect world it would be sixty nine, but it's not. Nice. But no, it's essentially eight point six nine. Eight point six nine. I'll take it. There um, was a six nine. Is there really a six yeah. nine? Oh, six nine. So fuck it. Hell yeah. It. There it is. Um, nice. 
So, fucking, fucking map that shit out. Anyway, uh, this is Georgie Boy Zach's, and uh, I've talked enough about myself, so I'm going to go and, and pass the talking stick over to uh, Sarah, who, like, I, I want to take, like, a mandatory two minutes to talk about your new lighting setup. Oh. Like everybody needs to know about it. <laughs> all right. Well, I, I want it. Like, I, I hope by the next episode, we all just so. fucking bite <laughs> off of your like sweet. And like, we get some varying colors. I, I think what's happened is that Sayer has uh, suddenly become Hollywood. And it's actually the reflection off of the beach that he's now living <laughs> on. And the palm trees are swaying. This, this, this dude was on, not, not over to talk about in show notes or not. This dude was uh, recently on a episode with Metal Jesus, and I swear to God, I got like so starstruck when I realized that he was on a video with Metal Jesus that I, I kind of like couldn't handle it for for a little bit. It, it was it's too weird much for too. Me. Like to- <laughs> Toast was a little starstruck to begin with when we started on Press Pause, like. Yeah, with uh, everything going at like warp zone, like I would like yeah. I know who that is. I know who that is, and now he's on Metal Jesus, like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is probably he's probably living on his timeshare right now that he has that, that he got from recouping expenses from being on that video. <laughs> yeah, so, I'm sure that's all what three it cents is. of it. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, yeah, it'll roll in soon. I'm sure. Yeah, if you haven't seen my live streams recently, you probably don't know, but um, I, I bought this projection light at Walmart for like twelve bucks, and it's called Light Ribbon. And it does a good job. I put it in a small lamp and I aimed it at the ceiling and it makes me look like I'm Fuck going that. through some I'm, sort of hyperdrive. I'm, I'm going to do that now. Like, that's going to be my setup. I'm definitely going to yeah. do that the next time we record, for sure. It's some homework for everyone. Yeah. Go buy it. I'm going to put yeah. it in the show notes. And I want everybody to just, just get your... to put on your favorite Seraxer track and just yeah. dance. Just, oh, there's... just get groovy. Buy, 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 that new al- buy that new album. And, and just, yeah, I was going to say, get... like, I dropped a new one. Yeah, buy, buy the new album. Just get your lighting right. Just get, get yeah. your lights all set up. Get, get your life together. Get your life get together. Your get your flash wave right. on. Yeah. Mm. I like it. I'm waiting. No, real talk, though, and I say this with the utmost res- uh, respect. I want you to do something vaporwave. I would be. I would love to hear what vaporwave would sound like from your like composition. I wonder if I could take like one of my old tracks that haven't been published and just like do it. Filter it through an old uh, cassette tape deck. I had to look up what up. vaporwave was. Is this, what is what is vaporwave? <laughs> uh, oh, okay, so, yeah, that sounds cool. Yeah, vaporwave. I think this was born out of like the resurgence of cassettes, right? And people are taking, you know, various tracks from a cassette tape, recording it, and like slowing it right down, so you can get some really neat effects out of it. And usually, it's from like you know '80s or '90s music. Okay. So, I don't know. Might be something to I experiment with. I need to, dude, I want it and I want a lathe cut of it. Just <laughs> four four tracks. I, I'd get that wax like I, straight up on my table. I did specify that I did want the new album on a cassette tape. So, if that does happen, then you can certainly let me know. I'll be I wonder how much that costs. I don't, uh, it, not much. Any, I don't. It, it's just we, one guy. Are, it's just one guy that does it now. So, you just got to find who that guy is. <laughs> like, hey, can you make me a cassette no, tape? No, no. <laughs> There's this, uh, so there's video game vinyls kind of like made this strong comeback, but like there's this other, um, publisher, uh, known as Select Start, and they started dipping into like booting some soundtracks onto cassette. I'm like, why? It's such a pre- like, like, okay, vinyl has like the perfect amount of nuance to where it justifies the quality of the fucking music or sound that it outputs. Yeah. It, it there's a reason why it stood the test of time. Cassettes, though? 
What? Not no. so much. <laughs> no. Why the fuck? But, but hey, it's fine. You got pencil. You're good. You don't have to worry about it, man. You're good. You're set. It's fine. But then again, who has pencils anymore? Do you, I, I don't. I don't have any pencils. Just use a big pen. That's that's close enough. Oh, okay. Does that work? Yeah. Still? Okay, good. Yeah, okay. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'll but, tell you what, though. I did an unboxing of the Galaxy Collector's Edition from IndieBox. Yes, and it was on the yeah, soundtrack. I saw that. was on the on a friggin' cassette tape. It was amazing. Why? Why, why not? Just, why not, man? <laughs> okay, like, but I, I I think it was Bioshock too. Its Collector's Edition was like came with a vinyl. That's yeah. how you do it right. Oh yeah, sure. Do that. But here's the thing, though, about I Galaxy, and you are know you this. Sure we've, the vinyl because I have that. We've talked with the guys like Jay, Jake Kazdell from uh, from Seventeen Bit, right? He's yeah. all about the 80s culture, and that exemplifies it. It's a great touch. No. Record. Record to me is like, nope. That's like, 60s and 70s, camp. though. Yeah. Well, and 70s was 8-track. Like, okay, dude. but yeah, 50s and 60s. Well, I just watched Mandy, and it was set in 1983, and they had a record player, so <laughs> I'm going to yeah, assume that's what they had back then. Cartridge tech for needles, like, fucking exploded into that new fucking, like, some, some, they've hardly been perfected. No, I'm, you know what? I'm in the uh, camp of 80s and records, not 80s and cassettes. Fuck cassettes. Cassettes were something that were, like, had a short-lived stint in the early 90s, and then that's why I have Americana from Offspring on cassette, and then fucking coolio's gangster's paradise and that's it Those nice you can't really nice. say that though i mean just look at the I, sony walkman right yeah i i had i had a dom i had domino sweet potato pie on cassette tape so i'm kind of right there with you <laughs> no you know <laughs> what coolio. the only that's cassette good. tape that i will endorse is fucking teddy ruxpin and that's it oh yeah I endorse yeah that's it you can't you can't shove a record into teddy ruxpin it just it, it hurts mm. the poor boy yeah, so, yeah, he's not made for that. That's the only until he took his DJ where... job, and then it was Teddy Rexpin. Oh Damn. shit! Ooh. Oh, dude, that, that's my new DJ name. I will <laughs> be on SoundCloud by end of the year, guaranteed. <laughs> you know what's funny is like I think there's a Netflix revival of Teddy Rexpin, and I don't know why, but I don't know if the toy is making a comeback. And like, is it even the same? Because like, they probably has that. a USB interface or something. Bro, I didn't even know uh, there was a fucking. There's a new age Muzzy. What? But it's what? just like, yeah. What but it's a Muzzy. Weird. What is that? What's Muzzy? Oh, you don't uh, remember Muzzy? Nah. I think that's no. a, okay. Remember the uh, kids that all sat around watching this green monster, and he just starts speaking French, and he's like, and then this fucking like, like whiter than Pier One Imports woman fucking comes up on the screen, and she's like, yeah. That's French those kids are speaking, and no, those kids aren't French. They're American. <laughs> and they just go on to, like, all the different languages that you can learn from Muzzy. And that was, like, an early-ass 90s thing. Like, you, when you were watching Nick what? Jr., it was Muzzy commercials, Nerf, and some other bullshit. And then Muzzy all over again until 3 all, o'clock hit. All I know about for Nick Jr. in the 90s was Eureka's Castle, David the Gnome, and... Probably uh, what Double Dare maybe, was and that that's Nick all Jr.? you had to, and that's all yeah. you had to remember. But, yeah, that's it. Can we It'll touch talk. on Nerf for a second though? Sure. Right. Yeah, so like, absolutely. We Let's we all know it. that the slogan for Nerf is "It's Nerf or nothing," right? Yeah, Has yeah, anyone okay. else noticed that the commercials nowadays just go "It's Nerf," and that's it? Because there is nothing. Oh, because there's yeah, nothing. Because uh, no, uh, now they know that there is. Who's in the game against <laughs> Nerf right now? Nobody. Nerf's got on lock. <laughs> Ain't nobody touching Nerf. I don't know, man. You can get y'all. some pretty sweet guns at the dollar store these days. 
Um, no. Let, speaking let, of let like, Nerf find out. Let Nerf find out about that. Speaking of dead brands that somehow came back in like not even. I think the last time we talked about it was like. So Toys R Us is coming back to America. Well, <laughs> but it's coming back as Jeffrey's Toy Box. Already porn on the internet. <laughs> it's all. It's already. It's already porn. <laughs> it's already there. Oh right. my god. Um so uh, this Moving week on. on the news docket. <laughs> well, nice. Um no no no. All right. Let any, any news with you Andrew before we we get into it? No. Uh I've been looking up a lot of porn I think this week apparently. <laughs> <laughs> it's just been kind of has been treating me it's, well. It's just been kind of my thing, you know. Oh. Just just really embracing it. That sort of reminds me though. Uh there is a game oh. that you need be need to be playing on Switch, sir. Nine one one dispatcher. Oh my god! Uh, does it have sirens and people screaming? Having a clue. I hope not, because I'm already having nightmares of that. So I don't really want that in my games. But oh, I, yeah, can, prob- I, I about... can probably kick some ass in that. Maybe it might be the only have game I'm even... actually good at. That or wrestling. <laughs> have we even talked about your day job on the show yet? I think briefly. so. Yeah, briefly, yeah. briefly. Yeah, yeah. Dude, that's. That's brutes. That eh. is brutes, magoots. I yeah, can, mm. it, it's all right this time of year. Once it slows down, everyone goes back to school. It gets to be a little bit less stressful. So, I don't mind it as much now. I, I'm getting used to it. If anything, it's a nice escape because then I can actually take 15 minute breaks and play my Switch. So it's pretty nice. Because I cannot <laughs> play my Switch here at home. It does not happen. <laughs> Aww. Yeah. Um. But anyway, this week on the news docket, uh, a lot. Um, unfortunately, a lot of bummer town. Um, we've got the whole Telltale Studios debacle to really kind of run down and dissect. Um, some new details about Red Dead Redemption 2, which I figured we can dive in, though. I mean, not much. I, I just, I, I personally don't have the hype for this, but I never had the love for the original Red Dead Redemption either, so... I don't know. I was a Red Dead Revolver dude and then never really hopped on board with the uh, Rockstar take on it, uh, like de- internally at the very least. Um, and then Sony is now going cross-platform on select titles, so I figured we'd go ahead and talk about that, and I'm pretty sure, like, I don't know. There's also some other bit of Sony news that kind of launched and spun into its own thing um, with Kind of Funny, and I figured we'd talk a bit about that, which I'd like to see how that goes. And then finally, uh, Nintendo Switch Online has officially launched, including uh, a pseudo take on Virtual Console with uh, the NES, and figured we'd go ahead and touch into that a little bit, because uh, I, I also have some thoughts about that. Uh, I don't know about y'all, but them's the news. Then we've got what's in your console, and finally, uh, we're going to go ahead and touch into the feature topic, because, again, nothing... Nothing beats uh, video games like gossiping and and fucking starting shit you can't fucking back. What? Anyway. (laughs) What now? This whole Telltale thing is a, uh, 
it is a kick to the groin. Um, it is. And just from like personal experience of myself and George going to see Wolf Among Us, like one of the coolest moments for me going to PAX and then playing that game and just like really digging it, like not knowing the intellectual property of Fables and playing that game and then being super stoked they were going to do a sequel. Like I was like really excited about it. And I've loved Telltale. I've reviewed Telltale games for the site. I think we've all been kind of on board. Um, you know, I know like George, you and I, and I think you have a few times have been, you know, going to their booths at PAX and other events. Probably, I don't know if you went to saw them at E3 or anything, but like Telltale, uh, yeah. te- Telltale for us, for PPR has been a big part of the site for a lot of years. Like they just have been really uh, welcoming to us. Like I know, uh, throwback Sean dude, uh, did an interview with the guys when they released Jurassic Park years and years and years ago. So Telltale's been a big part of the show for a very long time and a big part of the site for a very long time. So this was already disheartening news. Just that know that, not to kind of go too far ahead, but knowing that it was coming to an end, and then everything else came after it. And then it was like, now I feel like I, I had this, I had this like hole in my heart that like it's going away, and now it's filled with almost like i wouldn't say rage but just disappointment like it, it, a lot of emotions for for this whole thing i i would say rage but there's a lot like going on and even then um like we're like me myself personally i'm friends with the one of the original uh public relations uh advocates and employees that used to be a part of the telltale brand uh Job Stoffer so like i'll i'll go ahead and be a friend me and andrew uh amazing dude and then like at some point he parted ways uh with and i don't remember if he was part of the initial layoff but i think it was around that time when the initial layoff happened because they were restructuring and they they laid off what about like 75 employees at that time Mm -hmm. it it was a little bit troubling but the company had essentially wanted to kind of turn around and be like you know unfortunately it was in it wasn't really out of the ordinary either because a lot of other studios had also closed. Keep in mind, the same another studio that closed, I don't know if it was the same week or the week prior, was also Capcom Vancouver. But the the Dead Rising guys, sure. Yeah. yeah but yeah. like the difference between Capcom Vancouver and fucking Telltale is that they left with at the very least fucking severance or something to like kind of or like, just or just go go to another ground. go to another capcom office and work for another capcom right. office yeah mm-hmm. there there was there was like still a bit of uh they weren't blindsided but like the whole thing you know you mentioned rage i feel nothing but rage and it kind of also kind of brought like something like a bit to the surface that like we all kind of thought was there and we're all guilty we're all guilty of it and to, to some extent, but I had no idea just how much this permeated our industry and our culture. And like one of the, just one of the the most like disgusting sins that I think that this industry and and more or less the culture because like we've all talked about how fanboyism is the worst. That can be a different podcast all on its own, but fanboyism kind of stems not at the people behind the brand, but the logo and the brand itself, and. Just the fact that, like, Telltale handled this as disgustingly as they did, and yet there's only some, like, we work internally where we have, like, some sort of insider. I would like to say we're insiders to, like, to, like, some of the politics and overall impact that this has as a whole. But, like, you know, 
people on the outside looking in as gamers, they're they're fucking sad over the fact that they can't get their games. Like same way. It, hey, I'll, I'll be honest. Like I was at the same time not only upset about the situation, employees getting you know basically just dumped with no no idea of where their money is going to go. Their medical expenses, like they have a lot of things up in the air. They have in no. A week. They, yeah, like like literally like no time to prepare for this. But at the same time, I'm also like as a consumer, oh man, I was getting ready to play that season. You know, like I, I was kind of excited about that. Now it's gonna be not finished. That, that kind of sucks. Like I've played season one and two, and I think I don't know if this is three or four now that we're on. I think it's this is uh, the four. It's I think the it's four. Fourth one. Yeah, and I, like and, and, and you know, as a consumer, as someone that's played through the series for the most part, like I skipped on two quite a bit, but played through all three. Um and loved the first season. Like I was kind of bummed about it not happening. But then I had that guilt internally of like I shouldn't feel guilty about. Well, I should feel guilty about. I wanted to finish that season, but also a lot of people's livelihood is affected. A lot of people's lives are going to be affected by this. Like who am I to get upset about a, a game? You know, a mediocre game maybe, but like a game I'm still invested in. They've had entire lives and houses and families invested, and they're losing all of that essentially like it's just it sucks but i think as fans you know you do have that tinge of oh i wanted to really play that game i really wanted to play wolf among us i really wanted to see what they're gonna do with marvel other than guardians or you know another season of batman uh or borderlands or minecraft or what like yeah i mean it, it's it's disheartening to hear that like the amount of crunch that like that studio sure. worked in. The, the, like, I, I can't only imagine the turnaround to get those episodes out as, as as much as they did. And I think you and I talked about it briefly. I think we had a chat about it uh, prior to the podcast where I personally feel like episodic being their main focus is what killed them. I just feel like having like you said that crunch. Like, release the whole game or don't release it. Like, it just, I think having episodic and having the turnaround as they did, I think was not good for business. I think it, it lowered their sales potentials and I think it probably hurt their staff quite a bit. Do you think collecting them, uh, collecting all the episodes on a disc might have uh, contributed to this as well? Because then you don't have people buying everything one bit at a time. You you just have a bunch of people waiting. You're, wait, you're waiting for the disc sale. Until, yeah. And, yeah. And, and, and the way the discs worked is they would release the disc with one episode on it, and then you would download the remaining episodes as it become available. So it's basically like a season pass on disc. Yeah. But it's an investment, right? It's an investment in the game thinking that, okay, I'm going to stick with this. And I think that... I, I think I think episodic gaming came and went. I think it's no longer a viable market for games. I think Hitman didn't do very well, and that and that's why Square Enix dropped Hitman because it didn't reach the sales potential they thought it would, although Hitman was an incredible game. Square Enix did not see, they did not see the profits coming in like they wanted it to. Same with Life is Strange. I don't think Life is Strange is that big of a game, and I think it's barely hanging on to sales, but it's also episodic. Like, it's just, I think that genre is not really a viable uh, revenue stream or a viable option for sales now, and unfortunately that's all Telltale did. That, 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 I that, think, was, a, uh... that was their whole market. I think uh, that sort of calls into question, too, what Square Enix is going to do with Final Fantasy VII. Because that was supposed to be episodic it was as well. Supposed to be, I can guarantee you that's probably not yeah. going to be the case. I would be very surprised if that does release whenever it releases in 2021. And it's it's not episodic, <laughs> and it's just on disc. Absolutely. Yeah. 100%. I, I think the issue with episodic is that it's been made much easier because there's such a 
glut of other shit happening and and other releases Mm -hmm. that it's only made it easier (coughs) for a consumer to lose interest in it because they've already experienced the game to some capacity and like at that point if you are if you are apportioning your game a la carte by you know charging them for those segments and you're you're not really giving there's not much of a carrot on the stick to get the rest of it if they're already losing interest then yeah but it's not even that and they they did that too because they would always release their first episode for free so you play that first episode and you're like "Eh, i don't really like this and then there you go that that sale is no longer there it's off the table at that point like they are not buying that game or they're gonna wait until it becomes available on a humble bundle we say debacle because like again there's been plenty of other studio layoffs. I'm talking about this particularly, and, I, and it's notable in the news, and a lot of people are asking, why is this commanding so much of the uh, airspace that you know for conversation? Mm-hmm. And the reason being is in no way, shape, or form have you ever just seen a company outright just absolutely chop everyone that held that brand up by the ankle and just like chop out the fucking legs beneath them and and leave them without any severance leave them with uh less than a week left of health benefits left and absolutely not a thing like they were called into a conference room and they were uh asked to leave the building within less than an hour and 45 minutes after that all went down uh except for the skeleton crew and keeping in mind that you're hinging like a company's future on like some key potential investors and essentially spinning it as like an opportunity to grow without even as to mention or otherwise to like just all the fucking subterfuge over like the risk, which there was no, like no transparency when it came to like, 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 like no one, no one there knew that like the writing was on the wall and that things were going to go. They sour. had an idea. Yeah. They had an idea, but the the company kept reassuring them that everything was fine. And apparently, yeah. the investor at the time was going to be Lionsgate, and then Lionsgate just didn't bite for it. They didn't see like the potential in it. It's just it's so I I don't. I mean, costs are pretty much up in, in every capacity, and there's so many other elements within our, our current economy and then in the global economy at that effect. But, like, but like, e- what... but like, even, like, MoviePass was transparent enough to be like, oh, shit, uh, stop, stop, stop going to the movies. Like, you get two tickets a month now or, or whatever. Like, stop going to the movies. We can't afford it. Like, MoviePass was like, we can't afford this month, so please stop going to the movies. Please, thank you. We're trying to hang on. Like, even yeah. they were more transparent than Telltale's. It was, it sounds like. In MoviePass, like, we know the debacle with that. But, like, there were certain actions, like, there were people that were hired on no less than that week. There was somebody that moved, according to, like, some testimony from, like, previous employees. There was somebody that moved across the country for that. And then that huge fucking move and what they were led to believe being an opportunity. This is my first day here. I can't wait to start my first day at Telltale. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Yeah, I, that's rough. And I guess apparently, from what I've heard, that they are issuing a class action lawsuit against Telltale. Yeah, yeah. they absolutely should because yeah. there's. But Telltale can uh, refute it, and they can go ahead and, and combat it because, um, if there was certain, basically, if writing was on the wall, there's a lot of uh, legal like terms and a, and a lot of loopholes here mm-hmm. that unfortunately none of us are quite 
in the know to articulate elegantly, but needless to say, Telltale does stand a chance of successfully um, batting down if they wanted to, but that chance is a little slimmer than they, I think they would like to believe, especially again with the way they fucking put all that down. And the worst part, and again, the worst part was they do this. They keep on their skeleton crew of 25 or so later that week, as if nothing had happened. And though they like the most tone deaf fucking statement gets released from their social media team, which I think came from the top of how they're finding a way to finish walking dead season, uh, final season. Like that is, that is their priority. I'm like, fuck <laughs> that, that's you, their, that, dude. That's, that's their Pay main concern. Fucking employees. Pay them some goddamn money. Fuck off. Like, again, I, I'm i right there with you. We've all invested in the Clem. I even started a, I started a series of editorial that I haven't been able to get back to. But, like, Walking Dead, the, the Telltale series, was very emotional for me and, and that character and how we've grown. But honestly, like... I mean, if, you know, her, like, dissipating to obscurity meant that, like, somebody was able to fucking pay the rent and, yeah. and try to get, like, 30 more days to get their life together in what would be one of the most expensive states to live in, I would know. I, yeah. No, like, fuck them and fuck that tweet. Like, and then later on, they fired the... Uh, 25 skeleton crew, the 25-member skeleton crew, they're gone as well, without severance as well. So they are now looking into third party to finish it. And I, I believe from what you saw, Andrew, Skybound is put on. And I, I just, I don't want to put any money towards that. I Like, at that point, whatever money gets put towards that season is just for Telltale to liquidate yeah. and, and kind of just re recoup any fucking losses that they themselves took on. Like, I don't know. I I <sighs> do you think that there's a way for them to recover from this? Do you think that the sales of season four and they 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 outline it specifically that the money goes to the employees involved that somehow oh, that at least gives some good faith to what they've been doing or is it just like there's no way it, if it did it won't it won't okay it that like i i mean we're we've all hit that point like and in I mean, I, I've been on this train a little bit, and I'm not trying to get political. I mean, other more so than I already am, but game unions need to be a thing in the games industry. Like, mm -hmm. I, whatever studios and, and publishers forecast, just the, the manner in which, like, you know, big companies like EA and everyone conduct themselves and how people make a living. And the reason why indie gaming is boomed so much which, I mean, it, it's that catch-22, is because they're so fucking sick of working for these big companies and they try to make it on their own. But even then, that's saturated. Like, yeah. just in Spain alone, there's over... There's fucking thousands of independent game studios and maybe 20 of them are worth mentioning. Like, mm -hmm. the one that did Shank, I can think of, and I can't even remember that. Not... Oh, wait, no. The one that did Shank is something else. I'm trying to think of... I can't even, it escapes my memory at this moment. Shank is uh, the one that's done. Cl God, cl 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 Clean Entertainment did that one. Or whatever it is. K yeah, Clean Entertainment. Yeah, yeah. And that's not Spanish. But, like, there's another one that, it'll come to me, but there's, you know, just that climate alone and 
like shit like this coming to light and and basically I I just kind of wish that they knew that crunch wasn't a necessity. Like I wish that they knew that the people that care about the industry, the ones that are sticking with the industry know that if you have a delay or if you need to take time to make your game and make it right and do it for the benefit of your employees, we can wait. Like I've got games to play. I don't need it out this fall. I don't need it out by holidays. I know they probably need it out for sales by holiday, but just, I wish they knew that like you can take your time. We can wait. We can be patient, but that's a unfortunate, a minority of the gaming audience. And that's unfortunate. I wish that we as consumers, as an audience were a little more mature and respected their time and respected their mental health and their physical health and their family life. And we just, as a industry, we do not. And it's unfortunate. I, I'm kind of ashamed of that it's gotten to this point. Don't you miss the days when uh, games took a longer time to develop and there wasn't that push to get everything out as and soon game, as humanly ga- possible? Yeah, and games came out when they fucking came out. You deal <laughs> with it. You wait for this Nintendo Power article. And you wait until this game comes out from Japan to America. You fucking wait. It's it's even yeah. worse too because like uh, you know we've all we've all talked about it before. Everything comes out broken. It has to be patched straight out of the gate. Like, yeah, yeah, hundred percent, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. It, it, I miss it, those days. Like, I know, and and I think that's that's the way it should always be. I don't think we dictate how the games come out or how the development is progressing. The game developers dictate how the progression goes, not us. Yeah. Like, we should not have the control. And I think it's happened so many times where a game isn't doing what the players want it to do, and they, like, go back on everything they were doing. They're like, oh, we're going to change it. We're going to fix it. We're going to we're gonna put this in, like, you know, customer's always right mentality. No. Man, ga- gamers they're, these they're, days they're are not. so entitled. It's they're just, not. I don't know. Yeah, they're not. They're not. Put the game out. Put the put Make the vision that you want. Don't do it for what they expect or what they feel like they deserve because they don't deserve shit. We don't deserve this industry. We just don't. It's a privilege, Sorry, not I'm a getting, right. I'm, I'm getting like weird messages right now about like something crazy happening in our, in the sky right now outside, but like in California, like oh. it can be seen everywhere in California. So cool. So do you have a bunker or something you can escape to and record the podcast? Oh, okay. Well, no. All right. Well, if you no. got, if you got, if you got a bounce, if there's some kind of like, thing if you got a bounce bounce <laughs> oh no, no. missile I meteor mean, comet or what i don't i don't know sarah i don't know i'll sarah tell me to get some I'll video i'll send you guys a picture of it but it's so funny because like it is i'll tell you it apparently looks crazier than the picture um that i just got sent right now can you see it no run outside uh, go yeah. Do you really want me to go outside and check Do it, it out? Do it. Confirm. Yeah. Um, you're our, sure. You're our, uh, you're our eyes to this whole thing, so. <laughs> I will I will send you a picture that I just sent. I'll be right back. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Snap, snap a picture. All right. Yeah, this is uh, interesting. Yeah. This, live developments in California on Press yeah. Pause Radio. Yeah. This is uh, li- live on the scene. <laughs> Georgia <laughs> Boys Axe is finding out if there really is a meteor in the sky or yeah. if California is... Possibly uh, being sucked up by a UFO. As I'm right I'm actually going to bring it up right now too. I got to see this. All right, all right. It's got to right, be right. all over the place, right? So, our right. our man on the scene, Georgie Boy Zax, has sent us a photo of this live. All right. Live footage. It looks like a ghost man in the sky. 
it could possibly be a UFO. It could be that Tom Cruise movie where it had the Walker things. What was that movie called again, sir? <laughs> War of the uh, Worlds. It's, it? sad, yeah. it's sad that I said it to the Tom Cruise movie and not like also the book yeah. and also the, the better movies than the Tom Cruise That was Cruise a good version. one, though. I, I like that movie. It's not bad. It wasn't. Uh, it wasn't terrible. I don't mind Tom Cruise as much as other people do, but yeah, this is this is live on the scene. Sarah, Sarah, what, what what are you thinking about what you're seeing right now? Can you confirm or deny this is alien? Well, it could be SpaceX. Okay, so this is uh, Elon Musk is flying down to California right now. All right, any more updates? All right, see what's up. It's not out there anymore. Our, our man, our man on the scene is here now with an update. Georgie Boy's axe. What, what have you seen? It's not I, out there. I, okay, we, we, we confirm. Nothing's out there now. There's no hope. Everyone, rush to your homes. Kiss your loved ones. No, you guys saw the picture I sent The though, end yeah? is near. Yes. It, we, we, we determined it's War of the Worlds. <laughs> it, is one of the, yeah. it was one of those walkers. So that was uh, yesterday, actually. October 7th. Oh, oh wait. It is, it is October 7th for you. It's October okay. 7th for us. No longer in Sarah time. Sarah time. Yeah, you, you I, have, I'm like, it's October 8th. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, you, uh, you, you have time traveled again, Sarah. That's, that's a SpaceX launch. Oh. Oh, there we go. We're fine. Yeah, yeah I, anyway. thought, I thought maybe it might be. That looks cool, though. Holy cow. God, everybody... Yeah, well, nobody knows what's going on. Um, well, I mean, it's not so even the first time this has happened. Our, Elon Musk, Elon Musk super... just sent you a message or, or a piece of mail. <laughs> a, 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 let, a letter in the mail so you knew what was going on. Uh, he has his own troubles right now. That's fair. That's fair. Wait. Elon Musk How far has, do you go for like Elon, a, a fucking tweet goof? Elon Musk has all that 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 dank Kush that he's that he's on right now, all that kind <laughs> herb that he's that he's smoking right now. He's busy. Legal I, in Canada in seven days. Just saying. Oh snap! Oh, what are you gonna do to celebrate? Because I am never putting that stuff in my body again. No, nah, nothing. Sa- <laughs> yeah, that's okay. But but I I appreciate that Sarah's gonna have a, a little taste of the kindness if he wants it. <laughs> if it's baked in a muffin i will <laughs> there you go yeah yeah for sure very nice um yeah so, that, so... That, 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 that was good news footage or new news uh reporting we had there yeah make, make, make sure you use that for your reel if you if you ever had to like apply for a news reporting position <laughs> i'm gonna put it in the <laughs> yeah. show notes just so that way we can justify that we took like like three minutes to we were there live yeah yeah we were there <laughs> Jesus. Um, so, uh, I mean, there's not much else to talk about other than the fact that, like, if you want to support, like, your favorite game, you should support the people behind it, not the brands. Mm. Not, like, and honestly, game unions did be a thing. If you guys can support the union efforts that have been made, so or not the efforts so far, but the, the movement to mm-hmm. unionize, get get fucking behind this it it benefits everyone involved it does because if there is a union that is available to the industry they will work and help each other out i feel like they want to help and work with each other and they do in a way you know i know on twitter a lot of times they'll post up for jobs and and try to get the people that have been affected by these layoffs firings can't you know just closed studios they will try to help they will try to reach out but with a union they have the power to actually make that happen, not post it as a hashtag on Twitter. Like they can get people into jobs. They can represent people when there have been grievances like that is 
something that I advocate for the well-being of these people. And I agree. And I've worked for, you know, full disclosure, I've worked a few jobs that were unionized. Uh, I work for one that's unionized right now. And it's it's great because I know that if I don't if I think something's off or something's wrong, I can go talk to them and they'd be like, "Okay, this is your options. You have options. If you have to file a grievance, you can. If they feel like it's not a grievable offense, then you know. Then you're not shooting yourself in the foot. Like, it's good to have that backup in case something does happen or something goes wrong that you're not sure about how to handle it. It, It's just, yeah. But I feel like the publishers and the developers know if that happens, they can't get away with what they've been getting away with anymore. And it'll change everything. But... I think it's for the better of everyone involved, but I think that if it does happen, you will see a fallback, and you'll see game studios. And like, I, I do feel like if that happens, you'll see studios and, and companies closing. It will happen. They will close because their business model is no longer effective because they have to take the employees first, and not their sales, not their market stock. They have to think of the employees first, and once that happens, a lot of the companies that have been doing wrong will probably close. So I think we'll see a lot of that if it does happen, but I think it's for the better of everyone involved. I think if anything, it, it just allocate the means of like again. I don't, and one day I would love, I would love a detailed. I would love if we did it, if we all took the time and energy, and if we had the resources and access. My, I think the best piece that Press Pause Radio could ever do is just just to take the hardest fucking look that we can at like the cost of business in the industry period and trying to find out just where exactly is all this money or resource like where how are, are are these funds being delegated because i'll never forget that electronic arts flat out said dead space 3 has to move over 60 million units for us to break even how what in the fuck did you do during development and like a lot of that and I I mentioned that a lot I've I've done it tons of times before in previous podcasts and, and the reason why it, it is affected it, it's especially relevant is because Visceral Studios is no longer here. They were also working on the new Star Wars, you know, one player action uh yeah. narrative driven campaign game and then they were gone because EA didn't see the profit in it. And like you turn <laughs> around and you see something like Marvel Spider-Man which, you know, EA can turn around and, and be like, oh, well, that's an established fucking license that carried that. So was fucking Star Wars. Like, <laughs> yeah, it is the, I, it is the license, you know? Yeah. yeah. So I... I almost feel know, like I almost feel like the industry, if it, if it had to, I feel like every single employee, every single person is contracted. L- let, let them have the ability to go to position to position, job to job, title to title. Let them dictate how they're going to it's just an asset to the company or an asset to the development of a game and that way they can set their own schedule they can set their own stuff you know i feel like that i i personally feel like that would maybe give them at least some kind of option you know they're not locked into a contract they're not locked into a you know where they're developing like they can have options they can do side projects whatever i but but but, I mean, but of course that's probably never going to happen but well, no. The thing is, is that like there, there have been a lot of things that have happened in even within this industry, and as it grows, I mean, if you think about like the way it was conducted 
in the, in the early start of it, especially with a lot of uh, Japanese development teams and Japanese studios, a lot of them weren't even able to use their actual names within the credits. They all had to go under pseudonyms or uh, just nicknames, so that way they wouldn't be poached by competing companies. And <laughs> Interesting. Right. That's why if you ever play like an NES game and and you'll just like look at all these silly ass like names within the credits. A lot of them are just all a lot of them are in quotes Mm -hmm. to the point where you're like you have no way to identify who this fucking person is. It it was done intentionally. And like you think about it. I mean, because we've we've definitely grown and, and that's also I mean, contracting would have probably helped. But at what cost to the point where like they're. I don't know there's a lot of risk reward and and all of that, but lately it's it seemed like it's been nothing but risk and no reward. Like sure. this is, I don't know it it's a it's a very tough industry to. It's it's the one that everybody dreams of breaking into, and then they've been in it, and it's just like yeah, I don't I don't know. I still myself don't know in some way, but I still don't feel like I've fully broken into it. I've just been skirting. We've all been skirting the edges and the surface of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that is, that is telltale. Yeah. So unfortunately, RIP. I mean, I hope the people that were affected actually find something a little bit more, uh, respectable of their time and their livelihood. Like it just, <laughs> and it sucks. Cause it always seemed like it was a small knit group. Like it was always a small developer. Like, I don't know. It just it feels like I think they got to the point where they didn't care about their employees. And I thought they did. I thought they were small, and they were. I think when they started out, they were very small—30, 40 people, maybe. And then it just yeah, it, and, they, and they, they got huge. The... And they got huge with everything that was going on. Yeah. Uh, Sarah, real quick before we move on to the next topic, do you remember at least three famous developers from the eight-bit and sixteen-bit era that went through went by pseudonyms as to not be poached? Uh, LJN was one. Well, no, but like, you know how like in the credits? Yeah. Oh. Uh, yeah. Like the actual developers? Yeah, um, actual developers. I'm trying to think of like a famous one. There was one in uh, UN Squadron who went by Cozy. And then uh, like, I, I, Norio I Hanzawa about... was non. He did the music yeah. in Gunstar Heroes. I think Tommy Tallarico, even before he, yeah, I'm serious. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, shiny was a big thing. I got to go back and check that out. But that's something else to kind of um, touch on. But anyway, um, Red Dead Redemption Two, which is going to be, I think, the big thing to kind of finish out this uh, this year's holiday season as far as a big name game, which. Uh, that and then Pokemon Let's Go, I think, are the only two big releases left. Well, except for Smash um, Ultimate. Yeah, that's true. Smash. God, is Smash Ultimate? I December. I keep forgetting that that's gonna make it yeah. in December. I I I honestly feel like there's gonna be a delay. I don't know if Nintendo can afford that though. Mm. No, uh, cause, I cause, I would not be surprised though. I, I doubt because that Smash bundle is selling out like crazy. So that's gonna be a big holiday, like fucking. Same with the Galaxy. Well, the, the Galaxy, not Galaxy, hey, fucking I mean, Odyssey. The Odyssey <clears throat> bundle last year was a big seller for the holiday, I think, because of that same reason. If they can't get it finished, they can release it and just patch it later. Yep. Damn. That's how I make them nowadays. Saying. Yep. Yep. 
Nintendo Network, man. It's a Where's thing your now. spittoon, man? Should I throw in a spittoon sound effect? The Sp yep. Splatoon or Spatoon? Oh, damn. Didn't even put two and two together. I spittoon. Am yeah. Spittoon. Um, Ding. There you go. Thank you, sir. Thank <laughs> you for the, like Thank nothing but very the good. highest. The gaff. The gaffing is so good right now. Yeah. <laughs> the highest pedigree of production right there. Yeah, I'll um, try. But uh, Red Dead Redemption 2 is. I don't know. A I lot mean, of I, silly things I mean, I mean, that I, mean, I just real talk for a second. Who has interest in Red Dead Redemption Two on this podcast right now? Please raise your hand for the audio podcast. Cool. All right, moving on. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I just horse I, testicles. I, I just can't, man. Rockstar, like it's just those games are too, too much, too much. Yeah, like Odyssey dropped, uh, not Mario, but Assassin's Creed Odyssey dropped. Mm. And, like, I haven't even found the gumption to fucking tackle that. Uh, I did play Shadows of the Tomb Raider for a bit, and yep. I really like the equipment uh, options. I also love that you can literally uh, just dress Laura in a blue henny and make her look like Nathan Drake. I don't know if that was cheeky. It's about it's, but, it's uh, about time they came around and just admitted it, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I mean, I don't know, man. That. That's a chicken and the egg thing if you, like, think about it but don't, but then think no, about it and then yeah, stop caring. Yeah, you'll spiral. Yeah, don't do it. Yeah, it's – anyway. um, Yeah, you know what? Fuck Red Dead Redemption 2. We've got other news we can it, talk about. So, I, I mean, hey, for everyone that's into Rockstar games and you play GTA Online, good for you. I'm sure everyone will love playing poker online. I just – I ain't got the time, man. I just I just don't. I ain't got the time. I don't know what it is. Now, I and I had – okay – like Red Dead Redemption, the original one, and, and even then the, uh, the zombie, which I can't even remember the name like for the life. Undead of me. revival uh, or whatever. Undead, uh, yeah. uh, undead nightmare. Undead nightmare. Sure. There we go. That one. I, I don't know what it was, and I don't know how this game has gone on. Like, I don't know why it it, it has the legacy or or a fucking following that it does. To be quite honest, because really. I just don't feel like the game is aged well. I'm sure the narrative. I maybe I'll just come out right and say it. I don't. I'm not a big dude on westerns. Like westerns just don't grab me. I mean, unless it's Tombstone. Like if it was a Tombstone, the video game, and you just got to play as Doc Holliday, voiced by Val Kilmer, then yes, I'll play that game. That sounds awesome. <laughs> Other than that, though, I'm not. No, I'm not down. It's just fuck that. Dude, for me. Give me Billy Crystal and City Slickers, and then make that episodic. I'm in. I'll I'll play as uh who's the old guy? Jack Jack Palace or Jack Pal? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Say Slickers Two was pretty dope. That movie was all right. Daniel, hey, was there a, a third one? No. Uh, well, if there was, it didn't have them. The first two had Daniel Stern, Billy Crystal. Daniel Stern. Oh yeah, you're right. There's only two. Was Daniel Was Daniel Stern in that? I'm pretty sure he was. Right. Yeah. Okay. Or it was in the Emilio. No, Emilio Estevez was also. No, in. that was Young Guns. G young Guns. Young Guns, go. yeah. Westerns. Young Guns was good, like, though. It was good. Lou Diamond Phillips was in that. Kiefer Sutherland. My boy uh, Emilio was in the mix. It was a good movie. That movie is all right. <laughs> th th those two movies are pretty good. The point... Uh, there's the two. Point there's only two Western games that I like, and that's Sunset Riders and Wild Guns. All right, Sunset Riders, I'm down. I I'm with you. I don't yeah. know so much about Wild Guns, but Sunset Riders, yeah. Like, let's go. For sure. 
Wall guns dope. Yeah. Okay. I, I yeah. need to grab reload it I'll on Switch. But the point I'm yeah, trying to make. Yeah, so anyways, Western, Western that, games. <laughs> they're like open world games, I think, have really expanded into like they're way more common than they used to be. And like a big facet for me when it comes to open world games and the appeal is just like the way you navigate through them. I'm like even then like you look at Arkham Knight and the fact that like there is some fatigue with the Batmobile and even grappling around, which I and I think, which is why, and I'll talk about it in what's in your console. Why Marvel vers, uh, Marvel Spider Man uh, has uh, an appeal to it, but even then, look at Assassin's Creed and like just the the means of movement and traversal, like is within itself a dynamic that brings way more life to a open world game. Uh, Breath of the Wild, I mean, movement maybe not so much, even when you have horses, but just like the isolation of it kind of gives it, it its own spin of of like what makes it so endearing red dead i mean there there are horses there are there are towns or whatnot but i don't i just i don't know i don't want to say vanilla but like there's not much that like even even with like some of the character like the just the the narrative driven dynamic of it just Nothing stands out to me is is even like remotely memorable. I mean, John Marson, like the du- I know the dude who voiced and whatnot. That's got its own little legacy, and like I just don't see it. Mm-hmm. I don't. Well, it's also you know like like you said, we're not really super into westerns. Any of us. I mean, I don't know about Sarah necessarily, but I'm not super into westerns. So yeah, not I'm, so much. <laughs> it, it's the same reason why I'm not super into GTA. Like. I wanted to play and really like GTA five. I just, I bounced off it real quick. I just was not invested in the subject matter and the, the story of it. I just was not invested. And I feel like you have to, you have to commit time and commit a lot of yourself to a game that big. And if you're going to do it, then you have to be really into the source material. And if you're not, it's just not worth it. Like, I think I, it... I won't even pick it up because I just know that I'm not super into that story that they're trying to tell. I'm just not super going in into it like another, I need a another thing that uh nothing that bothers me about like the rockstar whole the whole rockstar thing is that mm-hmm. there's a lot of gratuity and i'm not big into gratuity in terms sure. of violence sexual sure. content language whatever right they do it just so, to push that rating and just push the yeah. envelope sure yeah oh yeah, sure. yeah. They've, they've been doing that since the very beginning so like I would almost imagine if they did it but did it for a reason to further progress the story or to really like say something like, I feel like in a lot of ways, Hellblade is kind of, it goes overboard with a lot of things it does. It's graphic in a lot of different ways, but I think it does it to prove a point or to say something. And I think if you're doing that, then I understand it. It may be, a, like, I, I feel like if you go gratuitous with a lot of things, language, violence, sexuality, whatever it is, if you do it, but you're trying to, like, really get a point across or you're really trying to say something and doing it, like making the player feel uncomfortable, but for a reason, not just for the sake of we're going to get that M rating because that's what we're known for. Then I, I appreciate it, but yeah, to do it just for the sake of having the rating or do it just because they can. No. Yeah, I agree. And also I'm an old man now. Like I'm very much in like the, the camp of like the Splatoon that I'm going to spit in and, and tell these kids to get off my yard. We're gonna call. I think we're, we're gonna call it Splatoon from now on. That's just what it is. Yeah, the Splatoon. Is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think the biggest issue with me with Grand Theft Auto Five. I mean, before we move on, because I thought we had more to say, and I guess we didn't. But <laughs> fuck. Yeah. Um, 
Grand Theft Auto Five was just trying to do this like modernized take on the good, the bad, and the ugly, but like which you know tying it all back. But I it didn't give me a lot to really. I don't know, just it, the characterization, which is pretty big. Like to me, like what really carried Vice City and San Andreas were the protagonists and like some of the things they've done. And mm-hmm. then personally, like Grand Theft Auto Four, like I, I, I love like Grand Theft Auto 4 like Nico is still a, like a, a very compelling character and even then like he he wasn't necessarily a saint but he was something he he was an individual that I definitely like emphasized and like I I found myself getting attached to and wanting to be involved within whatever cuz the game did an excellent job of doing that the game did an excellent job of like making you care about the individuals because with an effect that had this uh relationship system in it and even then five does to an extent but five has so much fucking shit going on mm. i don't know it kind of gets lost within itself and it was more about the spectacle than it was about the force driving said spectacle so that's my issue with five and uh, i believe james actually reviewed it but had i i don't know he was really kind to it i'm I, I don't he, he's, understand. He's, he's, he's also probably going to play Red Dead, I think. I, I've, I've talked to him briefly. I, I don't know if he's super into that. I know they all got back into uh, Destiny a little bit, and I think they on and off play WoW. You know, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I think that that'd be his jam, probably something like Red Dead. I just can't get into open world stuff like that anymore. It's just too much of a time sink for me. So, Well... Going on then, let's let's talk about some other online stuff real quick before we go ahead and head into uh, what's in your console. Um, so, uh, Sony, <laughs> Sony can't dig in their heels anymore. They they have finally decided to get up and and fucking walk away from this stupid hill that they were trying to die on. Uh, though it is. There are plenty of other hills that they can also fucking retreat from and they choose not to, such as backwards compatibility. And also, um, you know what? We can take a few seconds before we go into cross-platform play. There's something I can't believe none of us really took the opportunity to talk about. I want to take at least two minutes to talk about it. Uh, how do you all feel about the PlayStation Classic? Because I'm just, it's just a wet fart yeah, for me. Yeah, nope, no go. Like, I've already you know downloaded what? most of those <clears throat> games on my PS3 slash PS4 slash Vita. And um, I just can't agree with that price point and what's not included. It's just I, I, I'm already I'm already double dipped in the Nintendo stuff. I've bought the classic on SNES and NES, and I'm not gonna start the trend of where I buy every single one that comes out just because it comes out. I'm just not gonna do it. And this is the first like I'm not gonna do it. I'm gonna say though that it's not for us. Who's it it for? isn't for us. Who's it for? Uh, it's not for us because we never really grew up with the PlayStation 1. Uh, the PlayStation 1 was released when we were, you know, of a sufficient age to sort of be beyond the the point where it's truly nostalgic. I think this is going to be to the fi- like the people who uh, who got their first digs into video gaming with the PlayStation, right? Like I've I've been playing games since the Atari 2600, right? <laughs> So for me, this, the NES and the Super NES is where it was. I think it's going to be wildly successful. I think there were many more people that got into PlayStation than Super NES and NES. He's right. I mean, I, I mean, I, I mean, I mean I, there's no doubt. You bring that up it's a good successful. point for sure, but I, I even feel like 
it's definitely not for us. And also, mm-hmm. they've released. Now we're going to get like it's going to be a saturated market of these things coming out because I didn't even buy the S and K one, the Neo Geo Mini. Oh, that one's terrible. No, I I've already got the Neo Geo X. Why? And honestly, if I had the same amount of cash that I need to pony up for the Mini, and I could buy an X, I would buy the X. Because I like <laughs> I like the lineup that it presented. I like the games and the stick was kind of all right, but like this thing, the little three point five inch screen and the, the I mean the tile lineup is great. The emulation, the controllers too. Yeah, hey, oh, you fucker, give me, give me, <laughs> give me that. Yeah, it's it it, I, it, 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 it just it just sucks. It just I wasn't even on board with that, so I feel like the only like I don't know. I think I'm done. I think after this, I'm done. Like I bought the NES and the SNES. I think I'm done. If they come out with an N64 or a Game Boy Color or whatever, I think I'm done. I don't think I'm gonna buy. Sarah wrote an amazing. If you guys haven't gotten, and I will yes, show notes. Why as the well, N64 doesn't work? Mm-hmm. The and I and I back him 110 percent. Like agreed. They, I I, a terrible I look idea. fondly back. I look fondly back in the Nintendo 64, but it is not a a system like it is not a system to fucking nostal- nostalgically look back at it is just something that you remember like it, I was it is there like from the, the beginning Pepsi man it's crystal yeah. of, of our time like you know what i mean like it's yeah it's like, the what make it out like it's the pepsi crystal of our time i almost thought you said billy crystal and guys like oh shit he's dropping two billy crystals in this episode oh no, shit no, 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 no. hold okay. on but, like the... people want to treat yeah. people want to treat nintendo 64 like it was surge and it just it wasn't no it wasn't like, man. I love the Sega Saturn, but ain't nobody gave a shit about it other than the like the weird magazine ads and like. Now, you know, if we get a Sega Saturn Mini or a Sega Dreamcast Mini, okay. A Dreamcast Mini, okay, that would be dope. Okay, like I, I, I the thing I'm is, there. there's another, there's another huge issue okay. with all of this too because. But but, but Sarah, you were gonna say something I'll... real quick though. Oh yeah, yeah. Three, actually, you yeah. go ahead. Three words: Final Fantasy VII. Yeah. You can play seven on anything. You can play everything. seven on, the, on your everything. Fucking phone. You can play every, sure. no, yeah, yeah, yeah. everything. It'll still that's, push that's, the units. It's though. like Square Skyrim. You could play it on anything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I don't think that that alone a, would put. I, I I mean, it, it's like it's, Ridge Racer. Yeah, it's also on Tiger handhelds right now. If you really want to play it, it's fine. Like you can get that. It's the Final Fantasy Seven Tiger handheld. There's yeah, four of them. It's right there. You ju- for you. No, you need to you need to buy all twenty seven of them, <laughs> and then if you buy the extra four where Aerith doesn't die, it fucking. <laughs> it also it also has like the uh, Mortal Kombat one that I had where you had the card reader and you had to swipe the cards to get the the fighter in it. Yes. Oh thing. God. Does yeah. anybody remember Barcode you know, Sega Saturn? Speaking of Sega Saturn, and I'm still trying to find it, but does anybody well? not find i'll i'll elaborate the uh tiger r zone oh yeah there's a panzer dragoon on that isn't there yeah panzer dragoon was on it but like there's uh emulator that i'm trying to find because somebody posted about it's on youtube but there's an emulator of uh the r zone that like kind of does its best to emulate the experience of it and i want to find it i want to fucking do a play play of like at least virtual fighter and panzer dragoon do you have an r zone no, fuck no. No, no, no. I, I I, wasn't that stupid of a kid. Didn't you want one, though? I mean, I wanted one. Uh, Not nah. even just a bit? I don't remember. I it. wanted the Virtual Boy. You eventually got that. You eventually got it. I and eventually then we got We also yeah. know you had Coitus. 
while he's in it. A nice throwback for everyone. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah. It's good times. Uh, nicely, nicely delivered. Yes. Oh. I like it. Anyway, uh, where where was it going? Yeah, the PlayStation Classic. I think the biggest appeal to it is potentially hacking it, like the NES and SNES. But the thing <laughs> just, is, just fucking opening it all up. those games are. Wait, what? Just opening it up, man. Just just getting in yeah. there. Yeah. I'm sorry. I don't know what I heard, but I'm gonna move on. <laughs> 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 um. Yeah, but the thing is, is those uh those games are they're they're pretty beefy in size oh, yeah. and capacity. I don't even know how they're gonna fit the twenty there. And apparently, I I'm curious to see how they're gonna handle load times. Like, uh, there's so much. And and again, still, have they revealed any more about it other than the five games? It's still like the other fucking fifteen games are a mystery. Really? So uh, like, huh. here's the way I see it too. Ridge like. Racer, uh, Final Fantasy VII, I think Crash Bandicoot, Jumping Flash, and yeah. Tekken Three. Wasn't there so a, wasn't there a Wild Arms on there? Oh yeah, Wild Arms. There's Wild, Wild Arms Three. Yeah. Maybe no, no the first one. Wild Arms Three is what was it? Not Crash. Wild Arms Three uh, was on PS2. Wild Arms One. Yeah, Wild uh, Arms Wild One. Arms. Yeah. Yeah, but I kind of like that damn. series. That was a western. Anyway. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yep. Fantastic so opening I, theme too. Yeah. Um yeah, so don't know how to feel about the PlayStation Classic, but uh you're right. It is kind of creating this weird market and I don't really know. And like the thing I'm actually interested in is the the new Sega Genesis Mini that's coming out that is not like Sega dropped at games. So oh yeah. Of all, Good. Yeah, so Good. I'm really curious them. to see what they do. Yeah. Um Mega Drive Mini. I want to see that. I want to. I I want no. I want no, all of that. I want like a Mega Drive. Thirty two X on there. CDs in there. Yeah, the whole yeah. thing. If you give me that and have like um, Snatcher on there, then yeah, I'll buy it for sure. Hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be and awesome. Konami. I mean, Konami recently came out with a game of doing a Castlevania bundle of uh, R- Rondo of Blood and Symphony of the Night. Yeah. Yeah. I I think what they would really I'll do if they. It would make that package way more appealing if they did the uh, Saturn version of Symphony of the Night, just so we can get those Maria levels. I would, I would think that would be a good get because Symphony of the Night's already been released a dozen times. So, from what I understand, it's just an upres of the PSP game anyway, though. What, was that? Was that uh, yeah, Chronicles no, no, no. Or Rondo whatever? of Blood. Rondo of Blood is the. Uh, it's going to be the original PC Engine CD. Yeah. Yeah. Was that the, was that, was that the be... one that was on uh, Wii Virtual Console? Yes. It was okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Huh. So, uh, I'm looking, and that's going to be dropping, I think, near end October. Uh, so there, there's that. But yeah, I mean, PlayStation Classic. So cross-platform play. Um, did Sony really announce anything else other than Fortnite? Because I, I think it would be wise if they also jumped on the bandwagon of, um, Rocket League, Rocket League, and Destiny, Rocket League, Destiny, but Minecraft, Destiny. You cowards. De- <laughs> <laughs> Do it. I I feel like uh, Fortnite had to force their hand. I think that's uh, it's the only one that's going to be compatible. I think Fortnite forced it upon them. I don't think they had any choice but to do it because Fortnite is right now the unstoppable beast of a game that it is. I mean, fuck, I don't play it, but every other fucking person in the world does. So, yeah, it's they had to do it. I think they had to or else they knew that they would not have that game on their system or not played as much as the Switch or the Xbox or PC versions. 100%. It, I don't know. I, if anything, 
I'm kind of curious to see where, because like, here's the thing. I would see it being taken advantage uh, of something with Microsoft, but it would really be in the best interest of all three if, again, they would kind of like engage on something that can be accessible on all platforms, like Fortnite, for example. And maybe just with Fortnite's success to the point where it's now fucking selling Switch bundles has kind of motivated other publishers to... I mean, the whole thing, the whole mantra has just been put it on the Switch. So I... I can't imagine why something like uh, Call of Duty or whatnot. Wait, I'm really confused. What is going on? That's good. Is the restroom? Is it working? Oh. Sarah <laughs> uh, did earlier. I just want to see if it did it for me too. <laughs> yeah. No. Um. Jesus. Yeah, we've had to take a lot of potty breaks, so we apologize. Um. God damn. I would just. I was just so thrown off because Andrew's just being a a cheeky fuck. He could have just like been more direct but no he just had to be this weird smug little anyway god damn it i don't even remember where i was we gotta uh, show note that gift though <laughs> jesus right um sarah what else do you think we can like probably foresee cross-platform play on because i mean i could see it with call of duty but call of duty's even lost steam so oh like... yeah i mean ever since it went online only yeah no one really cares it could have I... just been an add-on I mean, yeah, I could see Destiny, but like aside from Destiny, I would I would imagine that it would it would be in the interest of kind of capitalizing on just the install base of everything in in a game that would release across all platforms and I I can't think of anything else other than Rocket League, Minecraft and Hasbro's Fortnite. Family Game Night. Oh, fuck, the Uno. <laughs> yes. Jesus. Um but or you sorry. Know, I there is one other thing, and and I think you and I could get behind this that like hasn't, um, and that kind of can go into our next topic, uh, you know, in news before we go into what's in your console, um, but you know there are a lot of hamster arcade archive releases that Sony and Nintendo can get on. I mean, oh yeah, and you kind of think about get those leaderboards. Them. Yeah, like dude, Ninja Warriors. I I believe Ninja Warriors is also coming to Switchers if it's not already on Switch. There's been so much. I didn't even realize that um, Hamster uh, did the uh, Mario Brothers Versus. That's available yep. on eShop right now. That I and no, Punch-Out. Like, so many of these have fucking leaked on. Which other one? Punch-Out as well. Well, no, yeah. Punch-Out I was familiar with. Punch-Out and Donkey yeah. Kong. Donkey Kong was a big deal because that was the first time ever that the actual arcade of it and we're not counting the donkey kong 64 inclusion no of the original arcade i mean you know a lot of people like to but that shit don't count um i mean jetpack mate fuck i broke broke my chair sorry are you are you you done from your i'm so sorry i i i thought something was happening i thought a goof like you just set us up for that it wasn't a bit it wasn't a bit i just I appreciate how Sarah was very ninja-like with his restroom break, and he put the BRB that came across the screen for everyone, and I stumbled into the restroom like I was on an episode of Trailer Park Boys, so yeah. sorry about that. <laughs> My bad. Yeah, no, dude, you were, you were playing the whole thing off like it was fucking Pink Panther. Like you might as well have a saxophone playing. I'm like, what is this fucking dude doing? Yeah, my bad. My bad, y'all. Nice. That, that was not nice. good. Yeah. 
<laughs> but anyway, uh, Sarah yeah. and I were just talking about how some like hamster arcade archive games can take advantage of cross-platform between Switch and PlayStation Network. Yeah, because yeah. I know like the Capcom beat 'em up bundle uses the Nintendo Network, so I think if you had that option with Switch and other platforms, absolutely, hundred percent. Well, that'd be sick. Yeah, yeah. absolutely, that'd be amazing. Absolutely, uh, God, I love the commercial for that game. Uh, yes, Captain Commando was like, uh, "This is a one-way trip, so we're never going to see our parents again." Nope. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> um, Pretty good. But yeah, I, and then you know that bundle, and I want to talk about it a little bit because um, I got the chance to play it a little bit, which is great. But it's as fucked up as it sounds. Um, I think Capcom's the best beat 'em ups from Capcom are all their license shit. Like I hate or, that Cadillac, yeah. Cadillacs and Dinosaurs was included. That's my favorite beat 'em up. Or, or, of all or time. Aliens versus Predator, yeah, for sure. Or 100%. Dungeons and Dragons. Which, Wait, they did a Cadillacs and Dinosaurs beat 'em up. Dungeons and Dragons has its own individual release. Yeah, what, what were you saying, sir? They did a Cadillacs and be- uh, and uh, Dinosaurs beat 'em up. Dude, it's so good. It's really good. It's really good. There's a decent running gun on the Genesis as well. That's yeah, uh, no uh, Sega CD. No, no, Genesis. I've got it. There's a. Are you, Isn't that what it is? There's it, a Cadillacs and Dinosaurs running gun. Isn't that what yes, it is? it's like. Are we talking about it's like Contra? It's like Contra, but with dinosaurs. Wait, I'm thinking of Dinosaurs for Hire. Oh yeah, maybe. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, dino- maybe that's a different thing. Dinosaurs yeah. for Hire is what you're thinking, but there is a Cadillacs good, and though. Dinosaurs game for Sega CD, and it's a rail shooter. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. I know what you're talking yeah. about. Huh. So. Fuck! I've you know what's funny is I kind of got in this weird mood and I try to find all those goddamn comics. They're they're buku expensive. I bet it's probably it's, it's probably like first issues of Eastman Layer Turtles, probably expensive that kind of shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which speaking of which, if anybody's got issue four and five, that's all I'm missing. That's all I'm of missing. the turtles. Yeah. Oh, that's fucking dope. Yeah. No, that's that's all. I I actually like kind of started a crusade because. Uh, IDW started reprinting um, the image run that was like fucking directed by Eric Larson, creator of Savage Dragon, uh, and that run is infamous for how fucking bizarre and weird and mature and just weird and stupid it is. But I loved it. I still love it. It's the so bad it's good. Uh, key moments that happen is Donatello fucking just practically dies, and he's like basically in order to survive, he has to be outfitted with a cyborg body. Um, Leonardo loses a hand. Raph's face gets all fucked up and deformed, so he wears Casey's mask a lot of the times cool, because cool. of, like, like, you know, self esteem. Uh, Michelangelo gets a weird alien shape shifting fucked up girlfriend. It's great. It's weird, too, because um, they're getting a lot of the original writers, so IDW is reprinting it, but they're going to properly finish it the way they're planning to, even though some independent comic book writers, I, I want to be, I want to say the same people. Uh, I forget the writers, but they actually did their own independent finish of it and actually did an indie print of it that's, like, super rare and hard to find, too. I actually just recently bought those issues, but I had to buy them from a Russian comic book store, which, holy shit, this was the the wrong climate to buy them when I went to the post office. So it's bizarre. I had, like, like fucking eight signatures just to get these comic books and just explain that they're, yeah, no, I bought And now you're going to have a UFC (laughs) fighter jumping over the cage to beat your ass. That's going to happen now. Oh, my God. (laughs) That I, I. mm, Yeah, okay. Other show. That's just UFC trying to do WWE, and they're just doing it wrong. I think they did it right, man. I'm invested. I'm going to watch the next fight now. Nope. 
can care. I could care less about sweaty dick punching for like five <laughs> minutes. Like that's all UFC. If is they called it that, I'd probably watch it. Honestly, <laughs> <That'd be> all right. <laughs> like, are you ready? Pay per view. Sweaty dick punching. What's this? Huh? I'm sweaty dick punching. Wow. That sounds like the regular show parody of a UFC game that they would fucking play on the master system. Which they haven't already. Nice. Um, which, by the way, JG Quintel, where's close enough? Where is my close enough? Um, I want it, and I'm really sad it's not here yet. Anyway, so yeah, cross-platform play is pretty exciting. And finally, last but not least, speaking of uh platform play online, uh, Nintendo Switch is apparently launched proper, and still a good price point, twenty bucks for the year. Mm-hmm. I mean, fuck, like. I, I'm not even mad, and and given the access now, those controllers, I'm not feeling those controllers. Nope. I'm not feeling not, not, anything yeah, about that. Not not for a sixty dollar package for two or whatever the fuck it is. No, I'm good. Sorry, yeah, what did 60, I miss about the 60. controllers? If you subscribe to the online network as a user of the Nintendo Switch online network, you are given uh the ability to purchase and this is only exclusively sold to members uh joy cons that are made in the shape of nes controllers but uh they do not work when they're actually put on the side of yeah, the switch they yeah, look fucking say, ridiculous yeah. when they are and they are literally only compatible with the uh pseudo virtual console network that they have going on it, it essentially i mean that's probably the biggest thing because we've We've had the, the the online capability and functionality for a lot of games, which are now you know need, required that paid subscription to access. But the the big thing that Nintendo's also trying to package is that they're launching a a Netflix style streaming service of like select titles within what I can only imagine is supposed to be a revolving catalog. So far, the revolving catalog isn't too impressive. I mean, I, so... I believe I saw. I'm still trying to wrap my head around these controllers. If I've got this, why would I need uh, that? I, it, but a lot of people don't have that. Just for those at home, these are cheaper though, kind of up here. The eight bit, yeah, and they're and they're great game pads yeah. too. But like, again, Nintendo, it's not about practicality. It's all about nostalgia. So, I, you know, I will say. In comparison, like to the Switch, or well, I'm sorry, the Classic, which I thought was like the pinnacle of NES emulation with how well they did it with uh, Pixel Perfect, whatnot. The work and articulation they did with uh, the games on the Switch, fucking great, especially with like the uh, the scaling for vertical. Like the interpolation is done fantastically. Um, not a fan of like the weird fixed border which is uh, uh on all of them and then they do a trick so it's a four to three only perfect. right what's up it's four to three only no there's so you can do four to three mm-hmm. you can do uh pixel perfect which if you do do pixel perfect it's weird it actually like it makes the it makes the uh, overall ratio like thinner like it's it's more compact than four by yeah, three, but because it's square, like, not uh, not rectangular pixels. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then you get a CRT filter as an option, which, um, I you know I guess for the nostalgic factor, it actually has like even the weird fuzziness that you'd see with composite, which I don't know. I don't know why anybody would want to go back to that. But there was also like I remember 
I don't know if it was reset era that uh, was it, or maybe I I I saw it from like the uh, my life in gaming Twitter or whatnot. But apparently, the uh, composite view and certain flat screens like that actually leaves like um, it actually has like fucked up effects on on some of the visuals and kind of leave. I can leave some like weird burning images on the screen that like they can't get rid of. Uh, apparently, the same thing with the border because it's just there all the time and it's not moving. But I don't weird. know. Weird. Yeah, I personally, I I've only played it on the Switch itself. I have not checked it out docked. Um, I kind of can't at the moment. I started a really weird project that I don't want to take a lot of time talking <laughs> yeah. about. Uh, not until what's in your console, because bl- thankfully. I played a fuckload before I started this goddamn project. Um, I'll I'll try to keep everybody posted via via the tweets uh, and Instagram posts. But so far, I I have a big goddamn uh, piece of entertainment to uh, furniture to uh, fucking build. Um, but yeah, so am I the only one that really checked it out? And then you guys checked out Nintendo Switch Online. I haven't. I just I kind of looked at the catalog of games they were offering. And that's like literally all I did. Tecmo Bowl, Punch Out. All the Mario, yeah, Doctor Doctor Mario's on there, I think maybe. Mario's All Mario's stuff I can play on there. And the thing I is, think. like, I don't play a lot of on- online games anyway, so I mean, it, it'll probably That's... be the exact same thing as the PlayStation Plus. Yeah, you, you, That's you would need, you would actually... need an for Splatoon though, which is like the only online game they really have that's anything worth anything. Yeah, well... I do want it, so I do want to bring that up though. Um, thing that I think also makes this probably the most uh, beneficial is the fact that they've included online multiplayer with NES games. Okay. So, like, you can play River City Ransom with others. You can play Mario with others. I, I would like to try it with you guys at some point to kind of check out, like, you know, how weird the latency is. Or especially with, like, asynchronic, uh, in- asynchronous games like uh, Mario where, you know, you have to take turns mm-hmm. and whatnot. I'm kind of curious to see how that goes, but I haven't gotten a chance to check that out yet. So I don't know. That. It's it's about thirty dollars up here, so maybe when I get some extra cash. But I mean, that's well, I... half of a game for Dreamcast, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, priorities, man. You gotta worry about other stuff right now. I've got huge priorities, which we'll get into. <laughs> yeah, I. The only thing I want to grab at the moment for Dreamcast, but I don't even know. Like, I have yet to check in on that alone. But like, I really want to see if those independent servers are still kept up for Fantasy Star. Um, which I think they've made them available for the GameCube version as well. And I already have the broadband adapter in GameCube. So it's some like warp pipe shit, but for the original Fantasy Star, I still got to look mm. at that. Thank you for reminding me. Ooh, yeah, yeah, if think... we can get that up and going, we should play it. Yeah, I mean, the broadband adapter for the Cube is way, way easier to fucking grab and pick up. And I've already got mine. <laughs> way easier than Dreamcast for sure. Mm-hmm. Yup. So. All right. All right. What's in your console? Let's do it. I want I, I want to start off with Sarah. Sarah has had a motherfucker's been busy. And not yeah. only that, I think the dude is in, he's probably going to get me playing 14 for for seriously for really reels <laughs> uh by January. It's got to happen. Toast, know. are you in? You you want to do some 14? 14? No, I do not have a subscription <laughs> and I don't think I'll have the time and or the availability. No, man, to do Destiny so. Destiny's bit him in. I, I don't even have time for Destiny, man. I really hardly have played any of Forsaken since it came out. Like, real talk. Oh, that's a shame. Yeah, I know. All right. Well, maybe, maybe, firstly, maybe first, firstly, first, you got to be on Zalira. So, make note. 
<laughs> I just remember I was on Kujada on 11. That's literally all I remember. I don't remember anything yeah. else other than that. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, Final Fantasy 14. I play that a lot uh, with our group out here. Um, we've got a fairly decent free company. And we do random streams every now and again when we do map runs and stuff like Heaven on High and, and Junk, right, through Stormblood. Um, so that that's the thing that we do. Uh, but I wouldn't say that Final Fantasy XIV is very much of what I've been, uh, what's been in my console lately, to be honest. Um, I've sort of unintentionally fallen into the trappings of getting PAL consoles. Uh, so European spec. Um, they run at 50 hertz instead of 60 hertz. They typically have a, a different resolution than those found on NTSC monitors. Um, but with most modern sets, they compensate fairly well. It's not too bad. Um, I managed to find a Mega Drive and a Mega CD at a local game store. And I, <laughs> the, the thing was is that the owner just wanted the boxes. He didn't have any attachment to the systems inside. So I got the two of them. Oh. For 40 Canadian dollars. Holy fuck. So that was a really good deal. It came with everything I needed to attach any Mega Drive of any type. So it's got the attachment for the Model 1. It's got the plates for the Model 1 and Model 2. Uh, all of the patch cables for Model 1s. Uh, the adapters for Australian uh, power mains. But here's the thing. All of the power source sources that this system uses... They're wall wart blisters, so all the magic happens to get the proper voltage out of your wall in that box. Huh. So, using an American power supply, you can power a PAL machine. Just one? Well, no, you need two, right? But here's the, I, the way that I've got it set up. Uh, I'm using an American Model 2 power supply for the Model 2 Mega Drive. And the Model 2 Sega CD actually accepts a Master System power, power supply. Yeah. And there That's it is. Weird. Yeah, no, because uh, what's weird is, um, like, my, because I also, I'm looking at it right now. Uh, chica chica. I've got my Japanese one. Oh, cool. Hey, there you go. Nice. Um, you, I need you that set. something, though. I'm sorry? I need that set. I it's need. stupid expensive now. I didn't because yeah. I, I thought my Mega CD had gone to shit and I was looking at replacement. I'm like, oh, no, I can't replace this. So I went to go send it for repair. And then it turned out that, like, the reason why it wasn't running discs, even though it was powering on, is it didn't have the proper power supply because the power supply was dying. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. So, uh, but I did want to ask you something real quick before you get into that. And I want to ask, like, what games would benefit the PAL versus that. Um, I don't use the plates for either of mine. Yeah, I know. I just happen to have them. <laughs> yeah, so you don't use them either, right? No. Yeah, they're just... I don't see the benefit of... The, I don't... I still... Like, I don't use the magnetic clips for my 32X either. Right. Yeah, I don't get it. It's stupid. So, I don't know. The Sega CDs are really weird to begin with. You open up the tray, and the, like one of the first warning labels is like warnings of radiation from the CD lens. So, like... Well, yeah, oh, all light is radiation anyway. No, I mean, you, I, I, oh, well, if I mean, that's the context and I'm just stupid. Yeah, la laser radiation is harmful for your eyes, obviously. That's all they're warning about. Um, yeah, yeah, no, that would make sense. Um, what, what games did you get with it, though? 
is what I'm curious. So, okay, I bought a cursed game. Um, <laughs> I bought a, a third copy of Sylphid, uh, uh out of Germany. Pro- so, Project Sylphid or whatever? Mm-mm, well, okay, that's the f- uh, third game, fourth game in the Sylphid Pantheon. Oh, damn, okay. Yeah, because there's a, there's a Sylphid game on PlayStation 2 that uh, mm. Working Designs actually published. Oh, damn. Uh, yeah, Working Designs, and it was developed by Treasure in conjunction with Game Arts. That was Sylphid Lost Planet. Uh, which is a fantastic-looking game, if a bit mundane on the gameplay end, but it's still not a bad game. Uh, this particular one here came out in 1993. I think it was the same year as Star Fox, and it used uh, FMV backgrounds and polygon um, elements for ships and such. And um, I've always liked it, but the two copies that I had before had sectors that couldn't be read properly, so the game would crash at at exact parts in these two different games. So I was like, what the fuck? Uh, so I chanced it, got another copy. It came out of Germany and I put it through the, uh, the Sega CD and it worked like a charm. Got further than I ever did. Uh, secondarily, I don't think I got anything else for the mega CD uh, for the mega drive itself. But what I have been doing is I've been using the stone age gamer, um, power base mini FM with mm-hmm. a bunch of pal, uh, master system games. So games oh. like um, Ninja Gaiden, for example, which is a totally different game than what you might expect it to be. Uh, it's one of three well, different it, 8-bit versions. beat up No, no. It's still like a side-scrolling game like Ninja Gaiden, but it's way less difficult, and it's got a totally different structure in terms of levels and progression. Yeah, that's the thing. I want to pick up these PAL games because, like, I know the Master System's region free, but I know it won't. It's not. It's an, it, apparently, the PAL games don't function properly when you pl- plug them in because they're meant to operate on a faster processing TV. Slower. Or slower yeah. TV, sorry. So, so yeah. when when you put a 50 hertz game into a 60 hertz machine, it just speeds everything up, right? Uh, so that's the advantage here is that I can play these these PAL Master System games, which are dirt cheap. And, um, well, mostly dirt cheap and they don't have the, uh, the byproduct of a, of a super sped up sort of function. They, they run like they're supposed to. And the music is uh, the same, the speed that they're meant to be heard, stuff like that, sound effects and such. Uh, one game that I did get, uh, through a a friend in, uh, New Zealand was Power Strike 2. We managed to, uh, to get a copy of that. It was about $215 Canadian. And uh, he knew a guy down there who owed him a favor. So uh, he, the guy that ran the shop set it aside and I just sent chunks of money to New Zealand for, you know, a month or two and got this game because it was muy expensive, right? Muy expensivo. Yes. Mm-hmm. And uh, basically, um, it's pretty amazing. It's I, I can see how it's one of the best um, Master System games that have been made. So it's not not terrible, and of course, uh, you know, running through the uh, the Genesis, it's pretty clear too. Well, I mean, even then, there's you also have access to like all the Game Gear ports that we didn't get. I think mm-hmm. you also have access to a lot of the Sega Disney developed games. That... <laughs> Want to know what I've got access to? Mm-hmm. Fucking Alien Soldier. What? What? Yeah. <laughs> Alien Soldiers on Master System. Uh, no, not Master System. Genesis though it was released in uh, in Europe. Oh. Well, yeah, sucks for them. Nah, um, well, <laughs> agree to disagree. Uh, Everyone uh, knows the history. <laughs> so, are you gonna? 
I'm curious because I think they do. do. Don't they have a, a Probotector uh, version of Contra Hardcore? Yeah, they do. I think Are you so. Gonna pick that up. I think you should pick that up. I'm curious to see what it looks like and how it's going to play. Yeah, I mean, if I can get a decent deal on it, for sure, because yeah, some of those I, are really I, expensive. Dude, yeah, I tried to pick up Hardcore like on the Mega Drive, just because like it's actually playable on the uh, on the Mega Drive as as far as continues and lives and the way. Oh yeah, yeah. Dude, hundreds of dollars. I'm like, mm, okay, cool. I guess I'm not gonna pick it up on the Mega Drive. So fuck it. I don't know. Um, I'm gonna see if. Uh... It's probably around 300 bucks complete. Just give me a second here. Probotector yeah. Mega Drive. I'm I'm kind of curious to see how that goes. Um and I'm trying to think of like any of the other like really like pal ass pal games. Um a lot you know, would... of there's a lot of re repros here. Um Yeah, like got to be Okay, here we go. Um this seems more in line with what it is. This is a complete version for 422 Canadian. Another one here for 267. Uh, I want to see if I can find cartridge only though. I'm gonna I'll, I'll cartridge go ahead and only. Leave you, leave you to that silent quest. But is there anything else other than your 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 pal, pal Mega Drive? I got a pal PS2 as well. Yes, I saw that. Yeah. Did you? Yeah. Yeah, so That's there's a weird. number of games, like a lot of games that we never got here, especially for shoot 'em ups. You got, you got, you got, so, you guys had a weekend stream with that, didn't you? Not yet. No, not we're yet. Oh, we're okay. saving it. We're we're calling it the shit sandwich. <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> we got copies of um like the first Cyveriar, which the third one is coming out on Switch soon. Uh, the first Cyveriar was released in PAL territory. Has never got it in North America, so I got that. It's was coming it out of the back. Was it released in Japan though? It was. Yeah, it was more okay, expensive though. Is it? It is. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I got Cyveria yeah. for $15. It's so weird because, like, yeah, it, I'm I'm curious if you're going to grab any other PAL variants, fucking do it. Because, like, I, you know me, man. I've got all these Japanese variants, and, like, I still haven't made the best use of them. Right. Uh, well, I, I mean, the same guy that helped me get Power Strike just donated a, a spare um, PS2 Slim. And, again, because the Slim has an external power supply, I can just use the North American one and it powers it up. There you go. Yeah, All right. So, and he sent along three Phoenix games. If you're uh, familiar with Phoenix games, they're pretty much, like, the shittiest tier publisher on PS2 in, in Europe. So three oh, shoot-em-ups for that. they all have the horrible voice acting, too? That, um, they might. Wait, what? Some of them some of them do have pretty terrible effects in them, so but uh, I, I think okay. Do you know what I'm talking about? Where there's one that like uh it's almost like a murder mystery or it's a it's a thrill it's a survival horror game. But I think it was only released in PAL regions. Yes. It's famous for how bad the voice acting is. I will have to Google search that. I now. need to get it. I'm going to get it. You know it. what I'm talking about? Yes. Yeah, it's it's on audio atrocities. Yes. Dude, like <laughs> So we'll we'll Man, all right, we'll find out the name of that game before the episode ends. We'll, we'll figure anyway. that out. All right, so to round it off there, I've been doing a lot of Dreamcast stuff. Um, one thing that we had received recently is this little guy right here. This is the Gecko, and it's a small HDMI uh, pass-through box for the Dreamcast. So that's mm -hmm. the HDMI side there, and there's a braided uh, custom cable on the other end to go into the Dreamcast. Uh, there's a blue LED in, uh, light in there, and it says Gecko. It's laser etched on the underside, so it looks pretty cool when it's turned on. Uh, this 
thing is amazing. It's simply amazing. Uh, the, um, the clarity of both the visuals and the audio are unrivaled in my opinion for anything else that I've seen on the Dreamcast so far aftermarket or officially. Um, I have a question. Yeah. Because there are certain games as I, you know, it's funny to get into that because like, and, and I'll touch on it, but I've been also trying to get an RGB and mm-hmm. Ishii Retrovision tease that they're going to do, uh, some component RGB cables for Dreamcast. Okay. And like, that's always been a challenge because the resolutions in a lot of games actually switch between 240 and 480. To the exactly. Point where they don't. So how does, how does that adapter kind cause like I know. A big game that's affected by that is, uh, I want to say, Gunbird 2 that I, I know right offhand. Gunbird 2, and... yes. Also, Bangayo. Yeah. So, yeah. like, have you tried both of those out on that? Yes. And uh, like every other uh, <laughs> every other device, this does not uh, quite support those. Apparently, there's a way to trick it into, uh, and trick the Dreamcast into outputting, but it's a little on the sketchy side. <laughs> so, yeah. The, and uh, so the HD RetroVision guys, they're the same guys that, that do retro RGB. Mm-hmm. They're apparently teasing that the cable that they've got has perfected and, and made it to where those games are fully compatible. Yeah. Still capable. Yeah. So I think like in my, in, in my situation where I've got the frame Meister, I can just S video it and there's a hidden quality obviously, but mm-hmm. where it's 240p, it's easier for it to upscale that resolution uh, to right. a clearer sort of image and like i did a live stream last night which had bangayo and of course the other uh hdmi games that we did right and it still looked pretty good still looked really good so it's not it's not terrible but i mean the frame meister is like a 500 hundred dollar piece of kit so you're kind of getting what you pay for there i right? still can't believe they like haven't like the company's done right so they can't manufacture more Apparently they're doing an updated one. Frame Meister, but I mean, Frame Mini. This is the Mini. Yeah. Oh fuck, really? Yeah, oh, th- there was one called the XRGB3, and uh, it was a much larger unit, and it did the same things, uh-huh. but in a much larger package. So, uh, anyways, the fact of the matter is, if you've never played Under Defeat <laughs> with Man. an HDMI adapter, holy cow, like. It's as close to HD as you'll get on the Dreamcast, and like if you turn the the, the monitor into Tate, because you're getting 640 vertical lines of resolution instead of only 480, and I mean 720 is uh, is baseline HD. It's pretty close, yeah. and it looks phenomenal. It's kind of unbelievable how good this game looks. Very so good. yeah, I'm gonna stand behind this uh, this uh, Gecko. The BBS Gecko is is the go to for me. Where where could it be found at? Uh, it, you can find it, I believe, at bbs.com. Uh, you can just look up BBS Artisanal Retro Modding. Uh, it's Bahar Brothers. Oh, no, it's baharbrothers.com. So Bahar, B-E-H-A-R-B-R-O-S.com. It is a new thing. Like, I... Yeah. So, I, I mean... Is there anything else that like we're because I and I'm sorry I didn't get to personally catch your stream but I've been catching a couple of them and like you've been nailing it. How long have been using that? Uh, for the gecko, mm-hmm. uh, we've only used it for the last two times we've done Sega Dreamcast. Mm-hmm. So we only got the gecko like last month. What did you use before? Just S video. Just S video. Yeah, that's all it was. Oh wait, no, I'm lying. I actually got a VGA box a couple months back called the Demilo. It was produced in Japan. Um, 
I, I would say in 1999 or 2000 or something like that. And it I've has never seen yeah. Dreamcast on VGA, but I've always been curious to see it. I don't know. One of these days I'll look up the side by side. It's it's super good, but I'm also using a 1080p upscaler for the VGA to HDMI anyway, so it's still going to look pretty good regardless. But yeah, the right, HDMI Andrew. one it sort of takes out the middleman. Andrew, you've been you've been making some looks, you've been making some faces. I'm just not nodding um, in agreement because you guys are talking all this tech talk, and I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> I'm just happy to be here. <laughs> Jeez, <laughs> we're happy to have you. I know we love you, buddy. Oh, um, thank you. You, you should we switch the hot seat over to Andrew now, Sarah? Absolutely, yeah. I think I'm done. Mine's super easy, man. I only played one game since the last time we recorded, and it was Super Mario mm. Odyssey, and I beat it. Well, okay, I you've done more than I did. I haven't beat it. I beat it, and then I found out that you had to beat it like again, kinda. And I was like, no, I'm not doing that. That, <laughs> that game's got some fucking legs. Like it, I played it, new and, game minus, and I beat it, and then they're like, oh yeah, check it out. You got a lot of moons. You got about a fourth of the moons that are available, so keep on doing that. Also, there's another thing, and I won't spoil it, but there's another thing, and it's just, there's so much fucking shit you can do in that game. Like, it's insane. Uh, But yeah, I beat the actual campaign, and I loved it, man. Like, I had so much fun playing that game. It was, for me, the system seller. I know for a lot of people, it's probably Breath of the Wild, Um, but for me, like, that is what, honestly, 100%, like, made me happy that i got a switch because i was you know i think we talked about the switch pretty extensively i wasn't really on the on board with getting one until maybe no more heroes or the next shim i got my tensai game coming out for it like i wasn't really in the market to get a switch i just kind of stumbled upon it but now that i've played and and and, and have beaten odyssey fucking like i'm, I'm hooked like I, i'm i'm in there I'm in the ecosystem now. Like I'm into the Switch lifestyle. Like I want more. I want to play more. I want. I want everything now. Like I'm super into it. That was my gateway drug. Honestly, was honestly. I super. I, I super <laughs> dug that game a lot. I. You know. I. I shat on that game a little bit more than I wanted to, but like, I just again, that's another one where like it's a great game. It's great, and I enjoy it. And I'm gonna go back and finish it mm-hmm. when like I like get that. But it didn't, yeah, like, I wasn't compelled to see it through. Like, it was just, it really held on to me for a bit, and it, and it had its claws of me, and then, and that was it. And then, like, it didn't push me. Just like Breath of the Wild, uh, and even then, Breath of the Wild, I got to the very end before, it, like, I, there's just so much, like, to the point where, like, I, I don't know, I can't mm-hmm. invest unless something really sinks its hooks into me, and Odyssey couldn't do it. Not the way Galaxy could, and I don't know if it's just a, a matter of perspective and age, but, like, I can go back and play Odyssey, and I can I can poop sock that for a while if I like really really wanted to. And like, there's a magic to Galaxy that I just I'm struggling to find in Odyssey. So mm. I I don't know. I I will go back and at least finish it. But and it, and it sucks too because I know the surprise you're talking about that got spoiled extensively for me. But even then, like just hearing about that the surprise. Like, eh. Oh, like what happens after you beat the game? You gotta do more stuff. Yeah. yeah. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. And even then, like. Oh, I, I, I'm sure I there's can... so many other secrets and other surprises that I'm not even aware of. There's probably so many Easter eggs and things that go on in that game that I'm not even like clued into. I just, I just, I, I wanted to beat it and I beat it and I was excited about that. And now I just, you know, like I kind of want to see like I, I have Mega Man 11, which I'm fucking horrible at. I'm so bad at that game, like it's not even funny. Uh, I bought. I, I'm uh, actually near. I think I'm near the end of the Wily Castle, you, and I think at that point you go ahead and play it for me, and then I will probably get rid of it because I bought it for the amiibo mostly. 
Uh, yeah, that game's hard, and I'm sucky at Mega Man games, so. So I will probably have, have to, to pick my else. copy up, but yeah, I will probably have to get something else other than Mega Man 11. Like I have the Capcom beat 'em up bundle. Um, I, you know, I'm kind of I'm kind of in the market for my next big game. It might be Octopath Traveler. It might be it should definitely be Octopath Traveler. Yeah, it might be. It might be Octopath Traveler. I was also kind of thinking about getting um. Oh shit! I honestly did think about getting Splatoon for a minute there, but I can't really play a lot of multiplayer stuff when I'm at work. Just I'm not gonna get on their Wi-Fi. Like I don't want to get caught up in that shit. Um, so I don't know. I need like something like Mario, but uh, Breath of the Wild just seems too big to me. Like it's just there's too much there. Um, so I don't know. I'm open to suggestions if uh, I we, I've got I've got plenty, yeah. but like. <sighs> Like I think you should grab all the Mega Man games that are been that have been made available. I think Switches even then like the the Joy Cons on the side have never been my my go to go to. But um, I the the fact that all of them have the uh, button map options definitely make it more viable. Um, I dude, I've been grabbing like a bunch of different stuff on the Switch, like a lot of indie stuff too, but mainly. Um, God, I was a bigger fan of Kirby Star Allies than I thought I would be. Because, like, the game kind of tricks you to thinking it's a lot shorter than it is. And then, like, it kind of balloons. And it it's just a nice... It's especially great to play with others. Like, I, I, you know, I know Courtney isn't necessarily really down to sit down and play anything with you. But I, I, I'd figure, like, the game's simple enough to where you and Reese can, like, I think, really get down on it. Mm-hmm. Um... But there's a shitload of RPG. Like I think I am Setsuna is probably the best. The in its best version is yeah, on I Switch. Yeah, about that coming out. Um, if you grab it to like the Japanese physical copy and you plug it in, it'll actually load up uh, the English version. So you can even do that if you care about having it physically. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's even a reversible cover where the cover in the, the jacket in the game is English. If you give a shit about that, uh, Lost Fear. I think I liked way more than I thought I was going to, and it has a, a very similar vibe to I Am Setsuna, but way more tactical. Um, there's like there's a shitload of RPGs Speak, on it speaking already. Speaking of tactical, I was thinking about Into the Breach, uh, games like that. I was definitely thinking about grabbing. Like I think those would be good. Mario gets. plus Rabbids yeah. is way better than it deserves to be. Yeah, yeah, for sure. A lot. A lot oh, you need to get. You need to get Ghostblade HD when it comes out on the Switch. I will. Is there compose co- composition? Well, I mean, my stuff is in the game. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'll, they haven't said anything as to whether or not my music is included, but I'll, I'll get chances are no. What? <laughs> well, if it, but if it at least I'm still get, in the game. Yeah, I'll, I'll yeah. get. Yeah, get just for that reason alone. Yeah. No, I mean, there's uh, fuck. Uh, the Fire Emblem Warriors game isn't that bad too. Mm, I don't know. I played Hyrule, and I just wasn't really a fan. You know, I read. <sighs> I haven't gotten the Switch version of Hyrule just because I, I dumped so much into the Wii version. I'm just like, you know, I I, I think I'm happy. But when it, when Fire Emblem came out, I'm like, that's a good change of pace. That's a that's a change of flavor. I'm down with that. But even then, like, there's a lot of versions that, like, work fine. Like, Minecraft on Switch is surprisingly versatile. I did not... Even, even when you're playing it undocked, you're playing it in portable mode, like, the... Um, the aliasing and the draw distance is not as limited as you would think it would be. Um, but no, dude, there's a there's a shitload for you to play cool. on the Switch, the bad and good. Like, um, 
I know it's stupid to say too many games on the Switch, but like there are too many there fucking are, games on the Switch. Are, Dude, even yeah. bro, even Doom and Skyrim play great. I, I was gonna Switch. say fucking Wolfenstein. They're not even physical. Most of the game releases I've been seeing on the Switch are a lot of the availability for the library is digital or downloadable. Yeah. There's not a lot of physical stuff. It's just it's definitely an indie market right now for that system which i think is finally nintendo getting it right when it comes like to a lot stuff. of steam stuff yeah, yeah, yeah. is coming and resurfacing on it yeah for sure so um, pretty good i so i'm glad you've been digging mario odyssey i i you know i don't know if you got to check out the dlc but like sounds like you've already got your fill yeah i think i'm um, i'm ready to bounce from it but i'm excited i got I a chance that, to play through it i think it's gonna be a really hard game to make a sequel for yeah, agreed. I, I think at this point they might be better off just doing something totally different or doing another galaxy. I mean, <clears throat> once they bring 3D World to the Switch, I mean, how much is there left to really hold on to but with the Wii U? <laughs> so, I don't know. Um, Quick aside, I've got 97 games for the Switch. God damn, dude. Yeah, I, I haven't even stepped... Like, I think I got like 20. Yeah, I, I have... Uh, Five, I think. Somewhere along the line of seventy percent of those are schmubs. Yeah, I, I have Golf Story. I have nine parchments. I need to pick up Golf Story. I, I, I heard good things. I haven't played it yet, but I bought it when it was on sale, and I've heard good things. Uh, Mega Man Eleven, Odyssey, uh, Pocket Rumble. Oh, uh, Dragon Blade. That's it. I need to grab uh, the Nicholas games uh, or not Callus games. Whatever the fuck, however the fuck it's pronounced. I, I am um, gonna get that fighting game you guys recommended the last Blade, time. Blade Strangers. Yeah. yeah. Oh no, not that one. The, the, the hamster one, the re-release hamster fighting game, the Neo Geo one. Uh, I don't know. You guys recommended the last episode. I can't remember for life me what it's called now. Which one did we recommend? It's like for a fighting game. Yeah. I'll I'll grab my Switch quick, but I think George recommended it. It sounded dope. I have it on my wish list. Oh, uh, Galaxy Fight. Might have been. Yeah, something like that. Oh, yeah. yeah the Neo G. Oh, okay, yeah. sorry. Yeah, all, it, yeah I, uh, <laughs> I, I grabbed it up on. Thank yeah. you. I grabbed it up on Saturday. Yeah, it's on my wish list. I got so, it on uh, I got it on uh, Neo Geo CD that night. Oh, damn. Holy oh, shit. good. <laughs> yeah. There we go. Very nice. But now, and then if we could just all grab it on Switch, we can all uh, fight each other. No, it's great. It's, fuck, it, it, that game did not get the love it mm. should have. Um. Let's see. I'll try to chime in a bit, but like we are running a bit late, so that the the, the shitty part is we're running a bit late, and I've been playing uh, way too much. Uh, I okay. Well, all right. I I was gonna talk about Shenmue one and two, but I've talked about Shenmue so much um, that I don't see it. It's very. I think in terms of like how they scaled it, essentially, because we played it side by side, me and Val, because uh, she's playing it for the first time and she's been getting through it on uh, Dreamcast, and then like just seeing what they've done for it on uh, the upscale version. I think the one thing that they failed to do is uh, the audio. The audio sounds awful, and I was really surprised that they didn't remaster it because when you especially hear like it sounds fine. The way it's condensed on like the sound system of a Dreamcast and playing on original hardware, but like in the remastered versions, it sounds like they fucking recorded it off of a can and then put it up to a a, a boom mic. Like, so there's a lot of peaking and uh, yeah, and distortion. Like, yeah, it's it's and I don't know why when everything well, else is remastered, why? 
Yeah. Oh, real. Yeah. Like it. It like <laughs> it sounds fine on original hardware, but you play it in this remaster, and I'm just like. Mm. And even then, like on original hardware, it was still kind of overdriven. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and you I mean, know, it's it's funny, a is, common thing with the Dreamcast. So. I the, the one thing I've never done though is play the games in Japanese. So I played that for a bit. I couldn't do it. It was just it 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 was nostalgia. But I do want to go back and play it in Japanese because it ultimately. I think the delivery of it was not as fucking comical. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> as it, but it still it wasn't that bad. Um, I played a lot of Marvel Spider-Man. Uh, I'm actually near the end on that. I was surprisingly enjoying that game. At first, I did not. Um, I thought that there's a big learning curve to the uh, the physics and dynamics of movement. Because one thing that like your body wants to just tell you immediately is that you can just swing anywhere and like with every previous 3D Spider-Man game you just had that vibe because they all work on like just you webbing and swinging from this invisible skybox. That is not the case with Marvel vs. Spider-Man. You are physically needing to uh web onto things. So, if you pick up enough momentum and and like reach the apex of of your your swing and your jumps, you'll eventually hit the skyline and then go above it. And once you're above the skyline, you're kind of fucked. Yeah. You need to wait to fall. And, 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 and I'm not. I played a little bit of it, and it's like it's kind of misleading, or like kind of like you think that, like you're saying, like it's not as intuitive. No, because you feel like you get to like like the very like end of your swing, and then you, you know, web out, and you can get speed. Mm-hmm. You don't. You get speed from going at your swing, and then kind of like cutting it off, and then you get. That's how you get your speed. Is kind of it's right. kind of like kind of cutting it off a little before you get to the arc of your swing. And so that's really tough to do. Like, you're kind of having to stay low as you're doing your swing. Because I played, like, a couple hours of it. Nothing crazy. I, you know, rented it and played it for a few hours. Um, enough just to get the kind of taste of it. But, uh, yeah, that swinging is... It, it's fun. It's just... fun when you get it, but when you are just kind of stumbling along. I had moments of, like, the first, like, boss mission or, like, the first tutorial, like like big fight like when you uh okay i will spoil anything but you fight a prominent villain in the marvel universe at the beginning of the game that fight was tough because i yeah. got very like clumsy with my controls and i was trying to like you know but they're not they're not user friendly no, like a no. lot of uh a lot even then as the game progresses and you you start building like the advanced techniques mm-hmm. A lot of them are so context sensitive to like whether you hold a button or even do it within a certain frame, and I'm just like none of it. Like, I mean, it's neat, but like this interface, like this is the interface that you can break fingers on. Like, I'm not. Yeah. I yeah. I I hate I hate that. Like I I'm. But it seems like it got better some... though for you. It did. Yeah. There the learning curve because like the thing is like where I kind of acclimated was the zipline. So, like, you know how you can zip line if you do that in between swings um, and also diving. Because, as I mentioned, you'll get above the skyline, but if you click in the left stick and then just dive and then get below the skyline again and you kind of just do a rhythm of it, once you get the rhythm down, you're, you'll are you fucking move around like a champ. Yeah. Uh, what's great, too, is that there's a move that you can build within your skill tree uh, where you can actually do acrobatic tricks and, and do a bunch of stuff. But as you do that, you actually build experience. So it it's just even when you're not doing side missions or stuff like that, 
Um, you can do this and kind of just, you know, build some change here and there in your experience points. But it, it, it made the difference. I was able to, like, like, I definitely think uh, I power leveled to the point where, like, I did break the game. My least favorite thing about the game is honestly the combat. Mm-hmm. It, because it's so copy and pasted from the Arkham sure, games. Sure, like, absolutely. Not even, like, like, Shadow of Mordor and whatnot, like, had that vibe, but, like, it had its weird, like, the one thing that I think it does that, like, um, that Batman and Shadow of Mordor do really badly is that you don't magnetize to the nearest enemy to kind of keep a flow mm-hmm. going. You have more uh, autonomy. Like, you have to, like, Spidey can just web himself to an enemy. And it it, and but, it did like, feel kind of good when you had those moments. It had a lot more air combat that I appreciated that Mordor and, and Batman didn't have. Like, I liked the idea of popping them up in the air and then kind of going for, like, a string of combos and attacks in the air and then bringing them back down, you know vice what? versa. I, th- I think I'll take it back. I like the combat, but... It's the enemy types that were so fucking mundane sure. and boring because those are what felt copy and pasted. Just you have your brute, you're shielded, you're like weird mega powered, and then your your baddies with a shotgun. And even then, uh, baddies with guns weren't like when you fought anyone with a gun in Arkham, you were toast. fucked. You fucking had to toast. be really yeah, for yeah. Sure. yeah. But in Spider Man, he's kind of a bullet sponge. Mm-hmm. It's the brutes because they they can literally attack within such a way that like they don't even give you a second to breathe the, they the can ones just with the shields you. or which ones are the shields no the brutes are the big dudes oh, okay. that like you can't you have to like basically web them to oh, stun yeah, them yeah, and do for sure. stuff yeah okay like uh the big enemy that you're talking about he behaves just like a brute if he gets his hands on so, you fucking done you're done like yeah, yeah exactly so there are enemies that behave just okay. like him gotcha so in I don't know. I I got more into it. I really really like the narrative spin that they put on this. Like they have Don Slot writing it who he's been like pretty prominent on Spider-Man like for oh, god the last good couple of years and like he's I want to say he was involved with like Superior Spider-Man and a lot of like the auto stuff. Um but yeah, uh I I like the game. Like, I really, I'm looking forward to a sequel, but mostly for its story, mm-hmm. and and not, I don't know. The game, the game was great. It just, it, I don't, I don't think it was the uh, mind exploder that everybody but, made. But it it's out still to be. better than what we've gotten in a long time. So at least it's a good start for sure. So again, um, I won't go into uh, much more. I mean, there is much more. Uh, I think I'll go okay. I, I mean I did talk about Yakuza Kiwami too. I mean more of that's the same. It's probably the the finest interpretation of the Yakuza Six engine and those there's actually more I want to talk about that. Um I'm reviewing that Shenmue well yes, I'm reviewing Shenmue that as well as Spider Man. Uh We Happy Few. I you know this has been such a happy podcast, huh. speaking of which I don't want to spoil We Happy that's Few, fair. but I can assure you that was such a letdown in so many ways like it i'll I'll just say this and then i'm gonna move on to Mega Man 11 i kind of went into we happy few thinking it would be a poor man's bioshock but it's actually a poorer man's fallout Mm -hmm. like it is so ah so janky very very clunky and like it it's kind of a mess Mm -hmm. 
it, it, in 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 many aspects, narratively even. Like even though it's got a, there's a lot of interesting aspects to it, but there there's some messages in it that I don't care for, and I, I I'm gonna save that for the next show. Um, Mega Man 11 because we all grabbed it. Um, I really like it, and I I'm happy that it's doing as well as it is because Capcom basically mentioned like this will determine whether or not we continue Mega uh. Man is how much how well this game sells, and so far. Uh, the double gear system plays out fluid. Like, I think that's a thing that's uh, kind of fucking That's very up. tough for me. Like, I played the uh, block man stage, and I'm pretty sure you had to use the double gear system to get past the part where you have to, like, blast the blocks kind of jumping through. It helps. Uh, you don't I, have to, I, I, I but, like... I suck at that part. <laughs> so dude, <bad>. it demands <laughs> so such a articulation uh, of, 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 like, everything you do to kind of get through those moments without double gear. Double gear really... Like, a lot of stages are designed with it in yeah. mind. So, and and as far as movement and, and sharpness of control, I dig it. I actually... I Mega Man 11 is kind of in that weird spot where it's probably one of the best examples of Mega Man, only because, it, it to me, it's a spiritual successor to a Mega Man that nobody's ever really played aside from a shitty GBA port, which I hate that we got the GBA port and not the actual Super Famicom game in any way, shape, or form, but Rockman and Forte, a.k.a. Mega Man and Base. If you've played Mega Man and Base and enjoyed like the, the way the level is designed and the challenges and nuances of that, plus the visuals, it it's just Mega Man and Base for a new age. I, I love a lot of aspects nice. with it. Um, I The only thing I really have to say about it that I'm really disappointed in is the soundtrack. The soundtrack is fucking like really eh. like I even like worse than Mega Man 8 stage. though um you know Mega Man 8's music is pretty bad but like there's a few memorable tracks but like you know I don't I can't use that as a, a thing because we got 9 and 10 soundtrack which yeah. is fucking dope like 9 soundtrack especially is so goddamn good so I figured there'd be some kind of that energy like channeled but no and like also a lot of the sound design is weird because, like, there's, like, one iconic um, sound effect from Mega Man. It's, and it's a stage clear sound effect. Like, da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da! Like, I mean, we end our show on that sound effect. I love <laughs> it. It's the only thing that's made its appearance in Eleven. Like, even even the disappearing, reappearing blocks. Like, all of it. They're not, none of it's there. It, it all sounds, wow. like, really stocky. It's kind of weird. Yeah. So, um, like, what about, like, when Mega Man comes in and goes out? Like, the sound when he lands? No. Really? Totally redone. Even when a, a boss appears and it's life meter, like, gone. Not, like, when you get a life, nothing. That's because you have to put the amiibo up to it, and then it unlocks the sounds for you. Or you have to buy Oh, so this will probably help you, Andrew. Sure. Uh, it says you can only use the amiibo once a day, uh. but... If you have the uh, the new Mega Man 11 amiibo plus a Smash Brothers amiibo and the Golden amiibo, they count as different amiibos. So you can actually use three but, of them all, all in one but day. But how do I do that but, in the packaging? I, I don't. Oh, well, I, I'll leave Does that it use a Captain Falcon or a Little Mac? No. Because those I have, <laughs> those I have, I have extras of that are unboxed. That's it, though. Um, I managed to score an extra Mega Man. So also, but you, there's a lot of weird things to that game that I would like. Okay, so there's a lot of tools that you unlock in the auto shop, but like they, you need to meet really weird, it, like it, obtuse conditions. It said you got something. Uh, if you played the demo, and I never saw what that was. 
Yeah, you get you start off with hella E tanks. Oh, okay. Huh. So it's it's pretty neat, but like, there's okay. So like, there's a part called the bolt catcher, which is insanely helpful. Like when you get it and you buy it from the store, it basically makes it to where you earn a shitload of bolts. Um, mm-hmm. You can only get this part if you play the game on Saturday. <laughs> what? Okay. Cool. Yeah. All right. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It, it, if you it, like, that's the only time it's available in the shop. You have to play the game on Saturday and then buy it, and then it'll stay from there. You have to get ten game overs, or you have to beat a certain enemy to unlock. So I have to look it all up. But like, I was looking at him like, this is nobody. Like, this is some fucking like Brady some games a- a- game a- fact. Animal shit. Crossing changed my clock in the game. Fucking shit. Yeah, that's that's funny. Yeah, so I I mean that's pretty much it. So at this point, um, I, I yeah, that's really it. That's all I have to play, or that I mean, that's all I have to say. I have more to say. I mean, Shadow of the Tomb Raider. There's a little bit more, but I'll, I'll save that for the next show. Until then, let's go ahead and touch on the future topic. Oh, man. Hey, what's going on, dude? How you doing? Uh, well, same old, same old, really. <laughs> ah, well, ah, 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 what? How'd you do that? What happened? I, I tweaked something. I tweaked it. I think I tweaked Jeez. my elbow. God, oh, now that's the wrong kind ear- of tweak. <laughs> it's these earbuds I wear. Like, I think I'm going to be working out, so I want to have the right earbuds to work out and run. But I end up just tripping over them and, and hurting myself like I just did. Yeah, you're subscribing to the wrong mm. kind of tweak there, pal. I mean, mm. speaking of earbuds, tweaked audio, Jesus, tweaked audio, dude. They're tangle free, tangle free earbuds that come in seven different styles and colors, and not only that, they allow for mic'd and non-mic'd versions, so that way you can use them anytime you're, I don't know, calling for a doctor because it sounds like you're in a lot of pain right now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, those, they, those cost way too much money, though. I I don't think I could afford a pair of earbuds that don't tangle because they all do. They well, always tangle up. You know, dude, they are designed to sound great, and they're really cool for just about anything you need them for is because they got noise-reducing design. So with all these sweet features, you'd be in luck because we currently have a code that you can use on tweakedaudio.com right now. It's PPR. You just got to type PPR, and you'll be set from there. It's easy enough. Hey, Sarah, can you help me out, man? Like, I think I really hurt something. I need some help. Can you prop me up, please? Dude, what happened? Get up, man. So you you, te- you tripped over these things? Yeah, I, more like I fell over them, I think. Honestly, Man, I hurt myself pretty bad. Why don't you have any tweaked? I mean, they're compatible with iPods, iPhones, and Android devices, so you really have no excuse. I mean, I guess, but like you said, there's a discount code. But I mean, am I really going to save a lot, you think, with this? Because I, I sure. really can't afford... I, I, I honestly tear up all my earbuds, like, all the time. Well, 33% off with free shipping and a lifetime warranty? How could you afford not to, dude? Lifetime of warranty would be amazing because I'm very, very clumsy. And also, I, I live on a limited income because I buy way too many earbuds. So I need to buy <laughs> one. I need to buy one pair and be done. So I think this is the one I'm going to get. 
man, go to www.tweakedaudio.com and get your shit sorted out. Yeah, dude. Enter in the code PPR and you can get 33% off some new earbuds. Uh, but before we do that, let's let's get you to the nearest emergency uh, care. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Can we ice this? Thank you. Okay. So, um, at this point, I, you know, like, Assassin's Creed, let's talk about that. When Odyssey uh, came out, it definitely didn't come out within the, uh, in the manner in which Ubisoft wanted to talk about it. They, their, their hand was sort of forced. How, how did that work? Do you recall, uh, like, what kind of set that in motion? Oh, Walmart. Oh. Walmart completely ruined the reveal. But oh, even right, then, yeah. I, just looking, there are so many different examples of how, like, Pokemon Let's Go is another prime example. Nintendo being, you know, very particular about being masters of their own domain, um, they noticed that Let's Go eventually leaked too much because of all the different trademarks that came into effect. And before you know it, within days of people like all, all but confirming that it existed, uh, Nintendo surprised everyone with a trailer just trying to get ahead of it, um, trying to maintain some semblance of, of spin and, and output on the news because they were their hands were forced i mean granted there are a lot of times where like sega uh who trademarked shenmue one and two and and that's what kind of really gave us the like big clue that something would happen until like later they you know not sidelined but they did it but they wanted they it almost forced them to delay it just so that way it's not so fresh in people's minds and they can control the hype on it a lot of we have such a finger on 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 the pulse just being like average at best on the internet because of like you know how intrinsic networking is to our lives and and how we consume news that like so many i mean nothing's a surprise anymore nothing but like it's not even just the fact that nothing's a surprise because we know what's going to happen is that we know it's going to happen before we're even meant to know that it's going to happen and i I think it's just gotten to the point where it it might actually put the games industry at risk. I mean, we're already assailed with so much information. Like, when is it to the point where, like, we've talked about this in E3 before, where uh, where E3 comes around and we're all talking about, like, whether or not we even need E3 anymore. I I would have to say a lot of that has, has to do with the rumors and leaks. I've always kind of respected leaks and and things that have kind of come to light when it's been investigative journalism, but it's been not necessarily about one game. It's been about, okay, here's something that's going on with the system that they're not telling you. Like, I feel like journalism has to be information for the masses so they are understanding and are equipped with the information that they need, not to, oh, we got a new game coming out this fall, and we got, you know... GameStop marketing or Walmart leaked it on their website like that I don't necessarily appreciate like it, 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 it like like you said it kind of takes the surprise out of it like nothing's surprising nothing's impactful anymore remember the PlayStation Pro sure love the PS4 Pro the the leaked footage from like the factories well, like, that that came through, well, like, the, or the leaked yeah pictures. then uh 
and that's what I was getting to with like the investigative journalism. Like I know myself, I was always interested when people like Patrick Klepek or Austin Walker would break open a story of like a uh, new system hardware or something going on in the infrastructure of the system itself that they weren't talking about. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, uh, Patrick Klepek, he, he's made a career on, you know, they call him scoops for a reason. Like he gets down to like finding out these things about the industry, finding out these things about game development and it's not like I just got info on the new game coming out this fall. It was just like actual like in-depth information that they just weren't discussing or not talking about. Like it was acquiring information for the people that are invested in the industry. Like it was, it was like, you know, I felt like it was more impactful of that kind of leaks and that kind of information other than, you know, just like a marketing kit that gets leaked or a poster or a pre-order bonus or whatever the case may be. And you're right, it does. It takes out the, the fun of it. I think that we have to be surprised. Uh, that's why I think that companies like Nintendo are kind of doing the right thing by having directs where they can control the message. They can control the information coming out. They don't get leaks. They don't. I mean, when's the last time you heard of a Nintendo leak of like anything really major? I, I can't recall anything major. Um, I mean, Switch, speculation, speculation, extent. maybe, but nothing like definitive, you know. No, not until they they put it out for the world to see. Sure. Um, but yeah, no, there's. Even then, like, I I'm I'm quite all right with the rumors and links myself. I mean, coming from a consumer standpoint, mm-hmm. but like, I'm thinking about just like all the effects that it has to, especially to. You know those who are who are trying to release something new that doesn't that doesn't necessarily get snatched on. I mean, granted, like Nintendo did that shit with like probably directed that priority at some of their more obscure and and not necessarily uh, more noteworthy ideas, like the fucking heart rate <laughs> monitor for the Wii that never panned out. Not at all. Not at um, all. <laughs> but I remember like Sony was pretty tight-lipped about VR and how that would work, especially with um, how that went about with uh, the Oculus. And, and even then, those leaks affected not only production times, but also trying to ensure that they could uh, create a system that wasn't unnecessarily sourced or even resembled uh, what the competition offered. Like It's shit like that to where... I feel like at this point I I want to be in the know, but I don't want to do it to the point where it's a disservice to the end result or, or better yet, in this case, as we've all really learned and discussed in detail in this episode to the people behind sure. said service. Yeah. Then you feel like they're kind of like, we were planning and staging this whole big thing. And now it's like, like the, you know, uh, the floor is out from underneath them at that point, you know, like it's just, it doesn't help them. They're kind of fighting an uphill battle now. And I think that a lot, a lot of it comes down to like people's like first perception of anything. Like they're like, this is my first gut instinct or gut reaction to this. And if it's like a leaked footage or leaked marketing and it's a negative reaction. Now you're working. Now you're, now you're climbing uphill when you didn't necessarily have to do that, if you had control of the message, if you had control of the release of that information, now you're fighting that battle on top of trying to get people interested in the product that you're trying to sell. So, absolutely. I mean, in addition to that, like, let's talk about Cave, for example, and iOS. Like, I remember that was a big deal because Apple is very stringent 
on like what you're able to release within the app store to an effect and you have to like stay in co- I mean just us alone and having to work with them and getting the podcast on the iTunes store yeah. is a headache within itself but I remember that there was some rumors with certain cave releases and I think Sarah can help me out with this um that were supposed to like make it and couldn't quite make it um just because like there was too many I don't know if it was guerrilla marketing on their end, but I remember there was supposed to be like more than just like. Did Dodonpachi make it to iOS? I want to say that it did. Cause Which Mishimi one? Mishimi, Death Smiles. Yeah, exactly. There were supposed to be way more cave releases than initially planned, but the fact that we knew that. Yeah. Um, and the fact that it let down, it kind of created a sour note on Cave's report, but I remember a lot of the rumor mongering worked against Cave. And in a sense, kind of hurt their stock, especially with like the diehard following that it had. Yeah, and it I, did. But that was mostly just, you know, that was politics vocal. with Apple that you know a lot of most people like at even like at a at a surface level wouldn't necessarily like pay mind to. But shit like that, I mean, you're not going to really pay surface mind or uh, pay a lot of mind to like some of the more complex issues that, that would go about like a cancellation or anything like that nonetheless i mean look at all the times where like a game has been teased only to be canceled oh yeah mm-hmm. mega man legends 3 which one mega man legends 3 oh. that's a that was a big one and even then that didn't even yep. come out in the manner that it was supposed to be spun to that was also leaked um there's <laughs> There's a lot of times where I feel like, and again, like, the more sensible person understands that, like, news like this, especially, like, the the scuttlebutt that kind of gets everybody all worked up, needs to be taken with, like, a grain of salt. But, in in essence, it sometimes causes shit to the point where, like, we we hurt the end product. Like, I'm trying to think of something Destiny-related, too, that, like came out from leaks that like caused... uh yeah i remember they kind of leaked the roadmap for that game and none of that ever came to fruition past year one like they had a roadmap of the next you know almost 10 years of destiny and and then after year one came and went and taken king i think did well but then anything after that kind of fell flat uh everything kind of got moved and scrapped and actually that's um that's kind of a big deal in Destiny because they had this roadmap for the next, you know, X amount of years. And then uh, basically like Rise of Iron was like kind of like cobbled together in eight months. And that wasn't part of the, the roadmap. That wasn't part of like the, the design for what they had. But so many things were happening internally and things were changing and things were shifting that like that whole thing got scrapped pretty much. And so, yeah, like you had some expectation of what was going to happen and it got changed and now it's like now what now it's like so but because that expectation was never cemented yeah, outright absolutely oh yeah yeah never actually and they were the, uh bungie and the destiny stuff specifically they were very uh against having transparency and against putting things out there for people to know and, and kind of keep track of and it hurt them severely because of that because they were being quiet and tight-lipped about so much stuff and I think that's where, you know, leaks and things, like you're saying, like leaking that and then not coming to fruition is one thing, but also being so scared of leaks and being so scared of information getting out 
that's also damaging. That's also bad for the product as well. Like, I feel like there has to be a good medium. And, and it honestly comes down to just transparency and just getting out there. Like, here's what's going on. Here's what's coming. But then it it leaves or, little... Uh, or contingency. Maintain a contingency plan. Like, like, like how? Like, what do you mean by that? I think Blizzard did an amazing job where, like, the Sombra was, like, so, like, cryptic. And then they... They got on top and, of it and they made it. And a the thing. cool thing about that, and a lot of the stuff they've done, like once they start talking about it, even in the minute of details, they're like, "Oh, we know who this is. We know who this is." But they never come out and say, "Oh yeah, you're right. That's what we're talking about." They just kind of say, "But that started as they, a leak that they then like got ahead and then of." Made it like an ARG kind of a thing. Yeah, but, like, but, they, but, you but, know, but I feel I, like I feel I, like even like when they know everyone's saying like we know what this is or this leaked and we know what it is, they just act like they don't hear them. They're like. Oh. We don't know what you're talking about. And then come out with it anyways, but at least they're sticking to their guns. They're sticking to their original plan of releasing the information, regardless of whether it gets spoiled or not. They still stick to it and they stay true. They don't say, oh, well, cat's out of the bag. Here you go. Like, they just say, fuck it. Like, we're going to keep on going our path because that's what we've set up for ourselves. Like, we're not going to change the path because, you know, something got leaked or something got spoiled. Yeah, for sure. I mean, ultimately, I think the question that we can, like, lay barren because it's kind of a hard topic to really scratch but i felt it was one worth mentioning especially it happens way more often than we we all think is are are rumors and and leaks within the industry ultimately damaging i like to think that they have the potential to be but as you mentioned i'm gonna i'm gonna kind of like stick with your logic and dialogue on this Uh one andrew i i think if you take ownership of it or more or less if you plan for it which I think it's irresponsible not to plan for it in this day and age. Like I, I I don't even know how like Nintendo gets away with it, but like the secrecy there. And like, you also have to make sure that you don't do it to the point where you create like almost a toxicity. Like I, I I remember Konami infamously had like a, a very toxic work environment because of the secrecy that they had to maintain with a lot of metal gear work, especially Phantom pain. But, I mean, I think there's a right way to do it, and the best part, own it and stay on top of it. Like, prepare for it, like, keep it, like, you know, make the plan, execute the plan, throw out the plan. Yeah. Like, some fucking... And I think also, I feel like, like you're saying, you know, have a plan in place, but don't let it discourage you, don't let it deter you if you, if you, you know, if, if that something happens that kind of changes the plan, or it... Yeah, it gets to the point where we're like, oh, God, like, why are we even doing this? Like, stay true to what your uh, goals are and stay true to what you're trying to accomplish and just stick with it. Um, I think that a lot of companies tend to just kind of, as a PR move, you know, it's very much a PR thing. Like, now it's being talked about, like, oh, it's on the Internet. They're talking about this leak. Let's, let's capitalize on that. Let's, you know, let's use this to our advantage. And I think that's the wrong way of going about doing it. Keep some of the secrecy alive. Like, if you didn't want that information to get out and something leaks, just act like you don't know what they're talking about, you know, and just stay true to what you have, uh, you know, planned. And I think that would make it better. Or, or fuck with them. Maybe. Maybe. Fuck with them and Maybe. deny it. Deny plausibility. Something to that effect. Yeah, keep I don't guessing. Know. What about you, Sarah? What's your stance on this? Well, um, I think it all depends on. Uh... Like whether or not it's damaging or not, it all depends on like how big the uh, the brand actually is. 
if it's really small uh, and you're leaking something that might cast a negative light on something that you've been working on, like if you've got pre-alpha footage or something like that, and someone, um, if it's in pre-alpha and somebody uh, posts it as near finished, it could cast a negative light on something that could easily just be axed. Sure. Because oh, there's no God. Marvel versus Capcom Infinite. Remember, yep. like to the point where Capcom had to respond because of how wooden, how bad, how bad they looked. Yeah, the character designs, absolutely. Yeah, uh, Injustice so, like, as well. And then Injustice came around and turned it around and made it fucking look dope as shit. With with larger studios, though, they can just spin it into hype. That's all it is. Yeah. So it can enhance their marketing. So it could go either way, but. Um, uh, the general consensus is that leaks, uh, you know, it takes a lot of the fun out of the uh, the anticipation, Agreed. right? Agreed. Like, I find it very hard to get excited about anything these days just because we're being blitzed by so much in so little time. Um, so, yeah, the, the, the constant leaks have definitely worn on me as a consumer. Um, and it's to the point that I'm just like, yeah, okay. Who cares? It's it, it just a shame that we have to, or games now have to depend so much on that hype train and like depend on the PR, depend on the word of mouth. I just kind of wish games right. would just come out stealthily, like just like, oh, this game's out now. Like, oh, fuck, when does this come out? Like, it just drops all of a sudden. Like, album releases are like that now. Like, there's Eminem album releases where he just drops it. No marketing, no like previews, no advertisements i i, I don't know i don't yeah, stealth I, marketing I, is not something i can get behind i'm okay with it i no, not stealth marketing just like no marketing at all just come out with it and then let people yeah, let, let it kind of grow that's, organically that's the ultimate stealth marketing oh, okay yeah not, not at all it. okay i don't know I, I feel like that'd be an exciting time because then it would kind of grow organically like someone would find us out like what the fuck is this like i just like i mentioned earlier mandy I watched that movie yesterday and I've been hearing nothing but good things about it, but that was zero advertising, zero commercials. Just, I had heard about it. I read about people talking about it. I'm like, that sounds dope. I want to see what this is all about. And like, I think that should be in all forms of media. I just want to hear about it from other people that I respect their opinion. And if they say it's good, then I want to give it a shot too. And I think that's ultimately what we need. I think that's why games journalism and games, you know, what we do and what we are excited about listening to and reading about, that should be what dictates what we get when we get games. It shouldn't be a leaked video or leaked information that then the PR guys can control. I just don't think that's the best way of going about doing it. Yeah. Healthy balance. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I don't know, man. I kind of like, I like knowing something a bit just because like, if it comes from the, I hate the term just because of what it said, but if it comes straight from the horse's mouth, like, you know, that, that kind of gives some reassurance on my end because there's, I mean, there's so much, I mean, we've, we've reported and we've talked about speculation. Jesus, remember that I'm thinking of it right now. Remember there was rumors about Sega potentially, you know, coming in and capitalizing on, on doing a, a plug and play system that was supposed to be the spiritual successor to the Dreamcast. That was a while ago. That was all rumors. It was bullshit. Oh yeah, and and then it just turned and like I basically <laughs> every Dreamcast down. two rumor. Yeah, like man, there's just so so many different things that I kind of wish that like I, I I feel as though people should shut up and put their ear closer to the ground and start listening before they, they start mouthing off. So I I think a healthy balance really. 
Um, but either way, uh, can't wait for the Dreamcast 2 and Half-Life 3. Um, super pumped. Also Left 4 Dead 3. Uh, yeah. It, like, I, I mean, it was on, it was on Reset Era, so, you know, has to be true. Um, but with that, I think, uh, I think the general outlook is, like, they're okay, just don't be an asshole. Which, I mean, I'm sorry it took us 20 minutes to get to that point. Yeah, can't we just say that about the entire, like, just general industry? Like, like, it's okay, just don't be an asshole. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. I like it. So, with that being said, uh, you know, episode end? Yeah. 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 Episode end, just don't be an asshole. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, so this is episode 113 of Press Pause Radio. If you liked what you listened to, please feel free to subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, uh, SoundCloud, Scatter Radio, and any other podcast directory or source that you wish to uh, get a part of. Um, I'm still aware that SoundCloud is down. That's still a work in progress, and apologies for that on my end. Um, but it is well noted, and... Um, you can still find us in other areas, and we'll we'll get SoundCloud up and operational as soon as we can. Um, also, you can find a lot of the videos that we've done on YouTube at uh, youtube.com slash the PPR broadcast. Uh, also, uh, any of our Twitch live streams. Uh, Andrew's done a couple of them. I plan on doing some more. Uh, we're going to get Limelight fucking back up and running. Uh, you can find over at twitch.com slash radio. Uh, and you can also find that as far as Extra Life and what I'm doing this year, it does not look like Extra Life is in the cards this year. But I would like to do something for Extra Life for our 10-year anniversary, which is next year, where we'll be officially doing Press Pause Radio for 10 fucking oh, years. So I would love to, I would definitely love to go ahead and do something uh, of that regard. Um, we Happy Few, Yakuza 2, Kiwami. Uh, Marvel Spider-Man, Mega Man 11, and more, along with Late to Parties on Octopath Traveler. Lots of editorial hitting the website, uh, especially uh, Mega Man and Bates comparisons that I'd like to draw, and then a Cuphead feature that I've been working on. You guys can also check out my feature that I penned for uh, the representation of masculinity of God of War uh, for PlayStation 4 and why it's probably one of the most refreshing things that have happened in gaming recently uh and you know hopefully you guys tell me what you think about that um and uh please by all means don't don't feel that you got to limit your use of liberal cuck just you know keep them keep them at me keep keep them keep them shooting i don't give a fuck so anyway come at me uh but that would be it what's on the tap for bullet heaven well bullet heaven has now entered its 10th uh series so uh the first episode should be going live at some point this week along with new episodes of mud prints on boxes and the brand new spin-off bullet heaven stg chronicles the shmups of sega dreamcast you didn't take much of a break between 9 and 10 did you sir (laughs) <laughs> not really, no. no. no I was no. <laughs> I was hoping to go further, but too much launched, and we got too much in the mail. So oh, I uh, expect a lot of stuff over a, a huge variety of consoles, including the aforementioned Power Strike 2. That should be happening fairly soon. Uh, we also have a bunch of stuff uh, coming in from East Asia Soft. Uh, we got Shikondo Soul Eater. We've got X Morph Defense. We've got Black Sea Odyssey. 
Uh, we oh, also have the strikers also coming out soon. Yeah, that's going to be on the way. It's within days that that's going to be released as well. Uh, new Toho. We got a new twin sticker called Debris Infinity. All good stuff. So uh, it's going to be jam packed between now and the end of the year. Yeah, and also just like, of course, like I said before, also check out that video uh, with Sarah uh, guesting on Metal Jesus Rocks. On YouTube, that was, yes. that, that, be in yeah. that was a dope, dope, that was, that was dope, notes, dope yeah. episode. It was so cool to watch. <laughs> we also have another special uh, show note that we're going to put in because uh, it turns out that uh, Final Fantasy XIV meets Sesame Street is a pretty funny, uh, pretty funny <laughs> thing. Oh, Sarah's, Sarah's also making those dank, those dank memes now. Hilarious thing that I had to see at like fucking three in the morning. It, I laughed like a maniac when I was making that. <laughs> it was funny. It worked Love so perfectly. It. Nothing about that was changed in any sort of way. It's just a straight um, straight transition from one piece of audio into the next with no editing at all. The just looks weird, man. It's funny. I, oh, my God. Buck wild. I, I, dude, I'm looking forward to it. But with that being the case... Um, Mega Man Bass has better music than Mega Man 11, so here's fucking Pirate Man stage. Yes. And Georgie Boy's act. Yes. Fucking, like, what up, Capcom? Yeah. I love you. Toast, and I'm going to go look up some vaporware porn. So you're gonna look up Starcraft Ghost goes. Oh no! I, goes I thought wild. it was people that vape. Oh, okay. I, I got that mixed up. I thought, yeah. <laughs> I was gonna look up porn where people are just like Jesus. fucking ripping all kinds of cotton, just 
just like the, the puffiest clouds you've ever seen. All right. 